0: Jews in the house? We are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, y'all, that's right. Channelattitude.com. HMG unit soldiers rise and praise. As it's the call to war for the Friday locker room. As we march on to the gateway to immortality. Defending my, the sons of Allah, blaze haram. Our tag team titles. So hear me now. The striz is in the house. To get heat on all you Miz Here, Hamin Media Group. Channelattitude.com. Y'all know. <laughs> Oh yes, yes y'all! Glad to be back, man. Another big day. It seems like every day is bigger and bigger here at HMG. Yeah, it's goddamn big. Look at this thing. I'm, uh, you know, it doesn't get any bigger than having the uh, captain of Team Eleven Eleven back with us—the heart and soul of uh, them boys. It's uh, Strangler Steve King. How you doing, buddy? Good to have you back on the Friday locker room. Hey, it is officially the summer of Striz. I'm a free man. I'm ready to go. I heard you say
1: last week that, yeah, my my, uh, job contract finally came to an end at the end of May. And now I'm sitting here enjoying summer. I got it all to myself, just hanging out, just doing my thing. So I'm hoping to spend a lot more time on HMG this summer doing lots of uh, Friday locker rooms with you. But before we get going, I just want to let people know. I have a pretty big announcement at the end of this show here.
0: Today. Oh, oh, my. oh, oh my. Get me big announcement. <laughs> it's a big Annie right out of the gate. We've got a big We had It's a big an Annie. announcement about an announcement. Yeah, right. a big Annie before a big Debbie, and it was all about right. Big Philly last night. So we'll break that down, all the uh, everything that's going on. And actually, uh, to bust balls out of the gate, because everybody knows we have our, our ongoing belt debate conversations uh, as I rib about their for guys who can't get over with character and have behind <laughs> me. Like a big <laughs> asshole. One, we need to really die. <laughs> I really fucking regressed in my, my quality of work. Uh, no, but it does make me more money, so I'm down with that. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, uh, eat a little crow there. However, history was made last night, Striz. Oh. And uh, I'll throw this fucking grenade in your lap. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Is... uh. Last night, we broke, we made history on AEW Dynamite, 17 belts oh on a God. show in two hours stress 17 <laughs> fucking titles, bro.
1: <laughs> I can't even imagine there's that many titles in all of wrestling combined. It's ridiculous. We were watching AEW, my wife and I, and um, it's the weirdest thing because she says, we've been watching this show. She is literally, a quote from her, we've been watching the show for a year and a half now, and I still don't know who any of these motherfuckers are. Like the the, like when they start crisscrossing the Ring of Honor dudes onto the show, like the Ring of Honor Tag champs or are they the six man Ring of Honor Tag? I have no idea. And like, and those guys look like
0: killers. Those those dudes, the fucking agony motherfuckers versus little little kids.
1: Guys that had ankles that are about six inches around. (laughs) I said, I said to my wife, I said, and for those of the listeners who don't know, not only did I wrestle for twenty years and spent thirty something years in the business. You know, also producing and doing sure. you know tons of shit. My wife was also an independent wrestler for 16 years. She wrestled all around the world, trained by Killer Kowalski. She broke in uh, Katie Burchill. She broke in China. She broke in a bunch of girls in the business. So she knows what she's talking about. She's trained by Killer Kowalski, like I said. So we're watching this, and she's like, look at the size difference between those tag team champions. That, first of all, they're the champions. They yeah. each weigh about 250 pounds apiece. Yeah, and, and the rest are guys who solid. aren't combined, you know, <laughs> and they're taking bumps. Like, like why, if a kid who's about 140 pounds silk and wet gives you an elbow as high as they can, you know what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Whether you're no. running into them or not. And I understand, yes, we're playing along. But if you want to add the realism to it, those guys shouldn't have been bumping at all. They had, they, Darby Allen and who, who was his tag partner? Was it? Uh, uh, was it Pockets? Uh, yes, uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. The the, the the business of that match should have been the two of them getting together to figure out a way to beat guys that are bigger than them and more muscular, more you know, bigger in size. These champions, even though Orange has a belt of his own, the international title, whatever. They, the 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 business of that match should have been them working together to figure out a way to beat this team without using strength. They have to use their brains, right? So yeah, that should have been the oh, we you know we could They did here. a little of that
0: with sidestep this, and and then well, the other yes. guy would take his own partner out. But then that made the heels look stupid.
1: Yeah, it not only makes them look stupid, but then Orange goes into his regular bit of putting his hands in his pockets and doing tip ups and drop kicks. Yeah. But that you can do that, but the drop kick shouldn't have had an effect. Is what I'm saying. Yes, like you so. do. You do your your role. You do your act. But then the realism of the match comes into play, where the guy is so big, you, you try to get your shit in. It backfired, and now you got to figure something else
0: out. Or they exist. just they get it, they they register, but then they shake it off and get on them with vicious heat, 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 hot tag. They did the hot tag, fucking uh, comes in, and, and uh, the heels get right back on them in another match. That was the lucha match, the trios. They do right. the fucking hot tag. Babyface comes in, gets his fucking ass kicked. And it's (laughs) all right. Yeah. Yeah, I go, what the fuck kind of hot tag is this? Yeah. And when did they become babyfaces,
1: like the Lucha Brothers? And, you know, like, I thought they were, every time I see them, it's different. They're either, like, they'll get cheered regardless, but they'll either work against babyfaces or they'll work against heels. There's no... They're they so the athletic. It's, how, how can yeah. you
0: be a heel doing what those guys do? It's so impressive when you see them. Yeah. And and, the,
1: and thinking in a promoter's mind or a producer's mind, like they're merch cash cows with their gimmicks. Sure. You know, not only are they super athletic and they're super showy and everything that they do with all the flips and dives and everything, which is shit I never fucking did when I was in the, in the ring. Uh, but the, just because they're so colorful alone. I mean, you can be selling masks out the ass for like. They're not. When you go there, there, there's no masks. No, there's, nope. there's never any merchant in AEW shows. Like they never have enough to go sell it out or whatever happens. But like, if you've ever been down to Mexico, like you go to Arena Mexico where CMLL is, they have uh, displays outside that wrap around half of the building that are just lucha masks and all types of gear. You can buy boots, you can buy capes, sunglasses. Hoods, it doesn't matter. Like, they have something for everybody out there. Why is an AEW trying to, like, kind of, in a way, I I always think of when you have a hot property like a Jeff Hardy, okay, whether you know, regardless of what you think of Jeff Hardy, his merch alone can pay for his contract. You don't have to end up taking money out of your own pocket because he'll supply his own income through his merchandise. The guys that like are the Lucha Brothers, like they could be paying for themselves through their merch sales. Well, what and they what they in- have
0: already in Mexico, because I, when I was down there with Sideburns in February, I had seen this, and uh, and Triple A has, I think Penta is one of them. That there's like five guys that got their own shoe. That that have, you know what I mean? That are, that are like based off a psycho clown. They look like, uh, they look like the guy's gear. And I'm, I'm 95% sure Penta and maybe even Phoenix has one too. Why is that not? What's that? Aren't they made from Nike? Are are they Nike? I don't know if they're an offshoot brand or what have you. Okay. Yeah it's some fucking uh child laborer making them yeah, notice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know why isn't that the thing of like let's get the shoes over and I, that always confused me too with darby allen bro like you're in the skateboard world skateboard yep. shoes uh, whatever it is vans Atne, simple whatever the fuck mm. it is whatever tony hawk's shoe brand is why are you not getting your own Kanye West shoe deal to get the fuck over? Fuck wrestling, bro. Do you remember
1: like a couple of years ago? It was probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years at the latest. You and I were talking about Darby Allen, and we said, why not have a three-skateboard set series with his picture, like on the backside of the, of the skateboard. If you know how skateboarders mm-hmm. will hang their shit yeah. up. And, then, and it's a three-panel picture of him with Sting." like and you have to have all three to make all three this
0: entire indi- individually they stand alone but all three together right. and is a together collage like half
1: faces and things like that. Yeah. yeah and you can make a real beautiful art piece and they're hanging up skateboards but where is this kind of that's a that's a multi-million dollar idea that would have paid for possibly stings you know three million dollar a year yeah. contract you know but they're, they're, you don't see any of that and it's just it's super creative and it's a way like to involve like the fans because you know they'd be bringing them and holding them up and you could yeah. sell them for probably a hundred bucks a piece. You know it's, it's
0: crazy. And that's a phone call. That's not even anything that uh, that you got to do in house. Like do right. it. You just have your graphics department come up with three skateboards. Get a get uh, birdhouse projects. Whoever the fuck on the phone. Real skateboards and go to work. And and this guy you just did X Games alone and that type of stuff for the summer. You yeah. And all the they are over. is
1: vinyl stickers.
0: You know, you
1: peel them and you stick them onto the back. No. of No,
0: dude, you can just screen it. Like right now, I've looked into this. I think after we talked about it, remember yes. when that? Um, this is whatever uh, Chinese spyware came out, where it yes. was like take your take your um, profile picture and it makes it into a really nice painting of you. Remember yes, when yes, that? Yes, looked? yeah, yeah. Dude, I did that quick. Put it on a skateboard for HaMin. Like you can do custom skateboards if you mm-hmm. order. If you order ten of them, it comes out to like two fifty. But they're all screen printed, bro, full fucking color. No, even like just a slap Dude. on graphic.
1: Like, what? Money you know? in your pocket. Yeah. Money in your pocket.
0: Uh, yeah. It just just for there any, uh, who means, like, You know,
1: skateboard who may be fans of Darby Allen will just have it on their wall. You know, it's not like you have to actually use the yep. thing. Just use it as an art piece for your yep. super fans that just love the gimmick or love Sting. You know, it, it's just. And, just and you just put a limited way.
0: edition. You put limited edition on the ad <laughs> yep. and you only, you're only doing. Ten thousand or forty thousand. Yeah, twice of them. a year you
1: have a different mural, you know? You could have broke. a whole row of skateboards with different panels, and it could be from the beginning of their relationship to wherever they're gonna end up going. The whole thing can tell it can be like a storyboard. You,
0: you know what else kills be. me about him because there is such marketability on I and they'll go back to that match where the psychology might not have been what we wanted. I like the finish of that match with those guys, the sequence going in on the win with the coffin drop and everything, how they yeah. Bang, bang, boom! Shut it down. So that I did like to end on that that tag match, but uh, he's just been out there cutting promos in these stupid pillars. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. like, he, like that's not who he is. You don't want him in a bright light in the middle of the ring with two inch lift boots on. Right. You want him doing g- grindhouse Quentin Tarantino like two minute movie pieces that again could all be strung together at the end of Darby's career. He could have like a three movies. If you, if you butted them all up and cut them together Mm -hmm. and that could get him in on a Hollywood deal where he becomes a director after this shit, but nobody is, like they all get their uh, idea of what he is. I'm a skater goth kid. Okay. How do you make money off that? How is your face on a hot topic window at every fucking store? You know what I mean?
1: Not just the just just the painted side on one side of the you know what I mean. Just people who know know and they'd be like, that is tremendous. Walking through the mall, you just see that, and only you and a few of your friends know what that is, and that's what makes it super friggin' cool. That's like edgy. That's new nouveau. And you go in and you look and you know you see the Darby Allen section, and you know your friends are like, hey. There it
0: is over there. Let's go check it. Where you cute. get the shoes, you get the board, you yeah. get the fucking uh, whatever Everything. it is, his yeah. his uh, independent band CD, all in yeah. one in a package. All. Or how about the, like the little, like the
1: big tattoos that you can put on with water? And put that all his that. thing across your chest. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's it's an endless array, and that's just one guy. That's one. one person in 10 minutes that we just made $10 million <laughs> So, and, and every single one of those guys that they referenced as the pillars could be doing the exact same thing, like with Jungle Boy. In my mind, I think the best thing that they could do with Jungle Boy, and this is, I'm not trying to hijack the show. I know we got plenty. Of no,
0: stuff that's the Friday locker room, bro. I don't give a fuck if we get to any headlines.
1: Here's what I would do with Jungle Boy.
0: He's got to turn heel
1: immediately, okay? He needs to be a heel, get out of the Jungle Boy persona. That way when the crowd chants it back, it's heat, okay? So the best thing for him to do is to cut his hair or have it cut for him. And it leads towards this big heel turn where he's like, I don't want to be Jungle Boy anymore. I'm not a boy. I'm 25 years old and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't my dad's name that got me here. It was me and blah, blah, blah. And he's got all the, you know, a lot of, you know, trepidation or turmoil or whatever. He has all this pent-up bullshit. And either can maybe even be managed by Christian who has the heat with him with Lichasaurus, where they can have a, a small family stable or something like that. Or he goes off to one of his own and does like the brooding teen with the pouty lip in the in the in the jacket like you had mentioned before like yeah. how all his you know scenes are like against the high school locker with a cigarette <laughs> yeah. and he's too cool yeah james,
0: james dean we got to turn him into james dean like uh, sexy but fucking introverted, like could, because he's not into being extroverted and being a bigger, larger than life right. character. So we got to make him cool guy behind the scenes. Oh, Brenda. Yeah, man, exactly. Man, yeah, whatever. You know, whatever it is uh, that, to be an ally to a guy like Darby Allen. So when uh, the tough guy Latinos show up, the the you know the cool white guys, hey, I, <laughs> I I got your back tonight. If anything goes sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. exactly, bro. Uh, no, that... you can get them, a,
1: get them like, like one of those like 1970s, like a GTO or something like that to, to mm. pull up to the building. In you know, it is, and the thing is, is that we're working with bottomless pockets here to, to produce this show, sure. And we can be doing it, it literally, it's just up to your imagination. Instead, so when you have we're bringing in 18 hours of content every yeah. week. It's impossible to come up with shit like that. Well,
0: yeah, and well, and I'll cover this later with Heartnet too, but it's things like you bring back Chris Statlander to w- beat uh, Jade, uh, yeah. Jade uh, because Jade's had some rotten matches or who knows whatever that else is going on there. No build for Statlander's return for yeah. X amount of weeks comes back, wins the title. You don't know if her legs are where they need to be after after blowing them both out. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. We dropped the alien UFO thing, which will probably be one of the hottest things in the next two years after they Right. A- I know. <laughs> to drop that. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, you know, out of nowhere with no build to put it on her and uh it just is
1: yeah, cold. well, You, you know, know it, it kind of, I be. think what they were probably trying to go for was when The Ultimate Warrior beat the Honky Tonk Man at Summerslam, and wasn't even on the card. And Bruce Beefcake had been put on the sidelines because outlaw Ryan Basset ran his spur across Beefcake's head, and he couldn't perform for the show. And you know, the Honky Tonk Man goes out there to defend the belt, and he's like, I don't care who it is, send out anybody. And here comes The Ultimate Warrior, and the place goes fucking batshit crazy, and wins the belt in 28 seconds. But you yeah. didn't get that same, I mean, you got to pop for it, but you don't at the same time. <laughs> not the what
0: happened? What happened before, uh, when Honky Tonk, before Warrior came out there? It was him and Brutus, you said. Well, Brutus
1: never got to the show because he had been sidelined by outlaw Ron Bass, who attacked him after a match, right, the right
0: across his forehead. Now, you know I I, mean? I remember now, here's what happened in AEW. Yeah. Tie of Valkyrie, who's had a feud and could have gone over on Jade, would have been a this, perfect choice for champion. It would have been a perfect choice. Loses, yeah. then the baby face comes in out of nowhere and picks the bones on the heel, which is a complete heel move to do. But they go, "Hey, Statlander's a baby, isn't it awesome that she just beat the heel?" Right. I go, By then, "Picking the bones? No, it's not. That makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever." Right, she's, she's cheap and they wouldn't want to do it. Wouldn't yeah. go
1: stand toe to toe, you
0: know. <laughs> I'm going show, mad. I would just go bad.
1: I think the only reason they did that because when they showed <laughs> Kaya Valkyrie in the back watching Chris Statlander, she looks hot about it and maybe they're gonna they have plans to turn her heel because she's you know, a big girl who could, you know, be like the rough and tumble, you know, the layout with a forearm type of girl. But I mean, I, there's there's tons of money on 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 Ty Valkyrie. I think she's a great. Man. Me too. But I, I
0: think it, I think it's her going over on Jade, I, getting heat on Jade, yeah, like yep. taking Jade out, standing over and going, "There's a new queen mm-hmm. of AEW, da 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 da," and I'm gonna reign forever. Hit Statlander's music, right? And then we have the here's your new feud starting Statlander's back. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, and we got a new champ, and we're moving in that direction. Yeah, <laughs> yep. completely for me, wrong.
1: For me in particular, if I was producing the segment, I would have said, Let her let Ty, I would have had Ty be the one that wins the belt, and I said, Let mm-hmm. her soak it in, let the confetti fall, let the fireworks hit, because this was a big deal. She'd be somebody who was 60 and Oh, Jade never, you know, she had a hell of a streak and blah blah blah. Whether the matches were great or shitty, it was still kind of a cool little run. And now we're we're, we're changing. This is a new chapter. Let it soak in. Then when she comes out to do the promo on the following show, we bring out Chris Statlander because I right I the celebration. Have to, sure, we have to digest the fact that the lady mm-hmm. who went 60 and 0 just lost. And if yeah. we run over that with the next angle, we're looking over the fact that this was the end of a huge streak.
0: A hundred percent. It really is. If they're not getting heat, it's more for Jade to have a breakdown reaction. And and I I just overbooked it like Tony wouldn't jump on his own business because that's what they do every segment. <laughs> they, so, they can't you know. help themselves. No, they can't because they don't understand how to button the scene, let things digest, leave them yeah. with the edit at the high point with the heaviest moment. Right. They and step right so of- much
1: happening, you can't digest it. And no. you've seen three weeks worth of stuff that happened in, 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 in one show.
0: Well, they don't understand what the business is. The business is Now, excuse me, Taya would be beating and ending the streak. That's the business. We don't want to go anymore. We don't want to do. If I was Statlander, I would be like, I don't want to re-debut on this moment because my moment is the re-debut. Now we're we're sharing spotlights. You know what I mean? They right. they definitely cram three four weeks of TV into one. Right, and they could segment. always no. put
1: the the alien switch on Statlander whenever they really wanted to. If they want to bring that back in, they just have to send some you know a radio yeah, wave You
0: just have a fucking beam of light shoot down on her yeah. and she looks up like that you know what i yeah, mean he... <laughs> yeah put Does her put her know? put her finger up it starts glowing at the end of her <laughs> finger and shit <laughs> It'd be yeah. easy to
1: bring that in. in fact we could do some funny stuff to bring to yeah. re and you know integrate that into her her persona yeah.
0: Theys integrated. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, here's a Chris Statlander story, guys. Uh, she comments on her recovery from injury and winning the TBS title, Holy shit, this goes on and on. Um she said, I say the time ten, ten- timetable went about as expected. I think a lot of people, I had mentioned to you that it was six to eight months recovery, but they were forgetting that it was six to eight months post op but it's a very long process it takes a long time for these issues, uh, injuries to heal but it gives you a lot of time to mentally prepare and come back and do something as crazy as this so a lot of ups and downs in recovery like this and a lot of self doubt but then sometimes you get moments like uh, nights like tonight and it makes it all worth it um yeah dude but then last night they put her in against Nyla Rose who's, you know, works very few uh, times on TV or what have you. So timing's probably off and outweighs her, you know, outweighs her by a hundred pounds and and we're doing all this like slam her into the buckle, let her legs go flying, all this shit, bro. (laughs) I go, you're just coming back from double blowing your legs out. Mm -hmm. And this is who you're going to put her in against. This is when you have a work Reho, when you can spin her around like a basketball
1: on your finger. Yep. Yep. Not, not against the 240 pounder who she was having trouble, Statlander, was getting Nyla up and down for bumps and stuff, especially. Just, yeah, just, eight yeah, just the suplex spot. When you're yeah. up and then, you know, you've already worked the night before, you know, your nerves are going, the lights are hot as shit. If you've ever been in a, a TV ring, how hot the lights are is ridiculous. No one thinks about that kind of stuff. So you're in there and you're going over your spots and you're trying to think, and plus you're keeping TV time and you're watching maybe the floor director give you cues on, you know, we're going to break or whatever. There's all this stuff happening. Then you're trying to pick up a 240 and drop Nyla in the corner to do your next spot. And it's just like, oh, fuck, boom. And it's just like, okay, we have a weak baby face champion on
0: our hands. And she's doing – Nyla's is doing flips off the apron onto her, like coming down right on her right, leg. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. You Got her in the corner with the split leg to do the fucking rolling mm-hmm. gimmick. And go, no, we're not going to do it there. I'll do it on the floor and land right yeah. on your leg. That's oh, what you okay.
1: say. I'm, I'm going to tease the roll.
0: Yeah. You know, or
1: I'm going to do the roll, move out of the way, I'll take a – Flat back bump right on the floor. That's what's going to cause me to really get shaken. And you've been back in control. You throw me back in the ring and hit me with your finish because I've already wiped myself out. The yes, home. you know I slipped on a banana peel, taking a chance. You, you know, go in there and hit you, me. With your you finish capitalize. Me yeah, yes. yeah,
0: absolutely. Instead, and that's the biggest bump t- of the
1: match anyway. Let's <laughs> let's go home.
0: You know. Yep. Instead, she takes it, lands on her leg, and then it meant nothing, and we go into the finish. <laughs> so, <laughs> ma- a minimum minimum value, maximum danger, yeah. uh, and re- and forgetful impact. Uh, yeah. like, and oh, what, did,
1: on, what did what uh, did Statlander do to her? Was it both of her knees or one of
0: the one uh, one she tore an ACL on, ACL and the I other one torn. I can't remember okay. what the other like she had just come back from the one, and then the other one went. Okay. So she's That's been how on it the show.
1: Yeah. because the other one has been making up for the lot that the hurt one for so long that it mm-hmm. gets weakened, and that's that's how they go. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but, hey, come back and put the belt on. Like, no test of time. Like, you feel good? Right. Good. You're winning the title. Like, oh, dude, I really, I you got to build some confidence. So. Yeah,
1: the, the better money would have been, I think, on of um, Valkyrie, and then you could get Chris back in the mix somehow, and they, their paths cross it. That's what you wanted to do, ultimately, yep. is get the belt on Chris Let's tell a story to get that to happen. But I'm not against, like, the one-night pop thing. I think the one-night pop thing is great because you're surprising the crowd and, you know, there's been a big title change and it's it's a big deal. But I think that the the stronger, the you know, the the, the, the longer story or the, the stronger pop would have been Valkyrie because she's come in. She came out. You know, they made a big deal about her coming into AEW, you know, and uh, she's, like I said earlier, she has money written all over her. I mean, WWE never gave her a chance as Frankie Monet and NXT, they gave her like three weeks of TV. They didn't know really how to produce her or what the character was. But she's a great hand. She worked in Mexico for 12 years before ever getting a big shot like in a, on American television or anything like that. So she knows what to do. And she's a survivor of the business, which is incredible in itself. Not to mention the fact that she has John Morrison in her ear, probably helping her produce her matches. Who, I mean, if you, you know, you and I have personally worked with John Morrison on several occasions and you know his brain for the business and how he puts matches together and he doesn't take a night off, you know, whether he's working in front of 80 people or 8,000 people, you're getting a tremendous match. So to have him help produce her matches, you could be having making that TBS title a real showpiece on your show if you wanted to.
0: 80 people, and when's, when's the last time you worked for Excite? I don't know. Probably yeah. uh. <laughs> three months ago. <laughs> I think he actually the...
1: did re- wrestle there recently. Oh, I
0: don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Which is truth, truth and comedy. Uh the reason why Braun Strowman's been out of action uh following his move to the Raw brand. Uh because I'm a dork. Yeah, he fucking dorks. Uh, it's a dork. Uh, How dare you pizza. call me out for being a fizzle? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Braun Strowman's not wrestled since May 1st, uh, 2023 of Raw. Mike Johnson uh, via PW Insider via Paul Heyman uh, payoff uh, says that Stroman who was drafted to raw is dealing with an unspecified injury. One source noted that Johnson that Stroman might end up needing surgery. Johnson also oh stated the following Strowman is currently on the disabled list and is n- and not expected back anytime in the near future. We're told he's being taken off the board when oh it comes to creative ideas. Uh, you know, um, maybe a little too much B12 caused the tear. Who bit. knows? Yeah. Apparently, you're not supposed to be 370. Yeah. For an yeah. extended period of time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe beeling your tag partner and almost landing him on his head after your Saudi Arabia rib run together after you tried to shit on them because you had yeah. a halfway decent match with almost and you are already let go once and now the boss is back in charge who knows if vince is holding grudges because when i hear unknown injury or may require surgery that's mm-hmm. what like those to me yeah could definitely be real uh, and what we do everybody probably does need surgery on something right. but uh, their brains mainly uh but uh <laughs> the that that to me is also a red herring excuse in wrestling of uh He's got heat with the boss, and we're taking him off TV. But it, it's right. an injury, and he, he might need surgery, which means an undisclosed or who knows amount yeah. of time. Now it could be just that, or that can be smoke screens to me. But we've seen from his
1: past that he can be have very erratic behavior,
0: mm-hmm. wanting to. You know, he.
1: I think he. Had, I'm not saying this. This was him saying that he had threatened. He had thought about suicide, right? Correct?
0: Yeah, he went yeah, into Vince's office suicide? and did the, yeah, did the, can I Sid, Can I talk to you about my mental health issues? Look at the, you like my the, dad. Yeah, you're like my dad, bro. Oh, yeah, pal. Come on in. I'd love to hear something about you <laughs> personally. I'd never use it against you. You're my son. Oh, God, no. Yeah. you <laughs> <No, laughs> think
1: of
0: yourself then, as family. Yeah. And by the way, oh, out, i treated my son and daughter. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> no, you're right. one of them. Yeah, your family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not that family. Another family. Let's get another one in here. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah, dude. Where's uh... Hornswoggle? <laughs> Come here, son. Get on Destiny. Yeah, knee. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know that a uh, year after that, he is gone, and then Triple yeah. H brings him back, and we've done nothing. Uh, you know, we all getting... the guys. It seems that
1: Triple H brought back. Not to interrupt. Seems uh-huh. like they're on the chopping block right now.
0: Yeah, man, uh, Killer Cross. I, I hope not. Yeah, you know, by all means. They,
1: how do you misuse a, a bar of gold? Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. They wiped their ass with that with, act, it. with, with he, he and Scarlett, I mean, they're just modern day Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. If you really wanted it to be, and, yep. and they're not doing anything with it. No. And, and he looks like you, you, like literally like you, you carved him out of stone, and she is. One of the most beautiful women in the, since Miss Elizabeth, and you're not capitalizing on that, which makes zero sense to me. They could be a top yeah. act.
0: Who do you and run they, the Who do you run the um, the Georgie Animal steal Randy Savage thing with with him? You like a uh, Beauty versus Beast kind of yeah, deal, Beauty and the Beast thing to, with
1: to, to, yeah. uh, you know, Scarlet, and he's got to protect her, perhaps.
0: Right, we don't yeah. have a character that's kind of like that right now, do we? Yeah. Aside from a Bray Wyatt, I'm just trying to think who we can right. turn right. into a, a Blanca from fucking Street Fighter. It, 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 well, not, Otis is a joke at this point,
1: but it, it's funny. Yeah. It's a good joke. It's good TV you mm-hmm. know, fodder. But uh, if he were a heel, maybe that. But uh, off the top of my head, I don't think they have anybody like that. But they could develop him in NXT right now and get right. them ready to do that. You know, um, how about Graves? He just came up to TV, um the kid from North Carolina, with the high oh uh, Grimes,
0: Grimes, Grimes. Grimes yeah, excuse yeah.
1: me, Grimes would get him all hairy again, and you know, <laughs> have him be the mountain man again. And, oh my, yeah. look, Captain
0: look, Captain caveman man, right? right. Yeah. That is. Yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right, right. Like yep. Some Take weird it.
1: hillbilly banjo playing. Oh, look at her! Kid- she's a, she's Kidnaps a her,
0: takes her, Kate takes her to the deep woods of West Virginia. Absolutely, that could work. So, Unless just off the, the top of my
1: head, but I mean, we, yeah. we could develop that guy in NXT if we wanted to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, country girl version of uh, Scarlett and Daisy Dukes wouldn't be bad. Or if uh, if we you had an gingham shirt with
1: like the thing pulled through the, yeah. you know, how you take the bottom of it and put it through the, the yeah. shirt, so she's got looks like a, just like a bra. You know, <laughs> I'm, down, hair, I'm, I'm fine with all that. <laughs>
0: or yeah. or go the other way if we had uh Amish Daisy Ro- Duke. <laughs> if Amish Roadkill was still around, we could make her fully uh, Amish and cover her up as well. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> so, uh but we don't have any of those characters in 2023. No. Uh this uh um... How dare you think that she's a sexual being? <laughs> Let's see, Maxine Dupree, as we were talking about, Otis currently got our WWE role because she was hurt and didn't know until the day before. The <laughs> former manager of Maximum Male Models recently appeared out of character. She said, This is interesting. I said, I've never talked in, uh, about this in terms of this, but I fractured my fibula. That happened in May or June. I think uh, that in hindsight is a big blessing because I wasn't doing much in NXT because I was injured. So I think that they were looking uh, at who was going to be Maxine. That ended up being a positive for me and allowed me to heal and whatnot. Uh, Dupree recalled working with Robert Stone. and But uh, she wakes up the next morning, 7 in the morning, and I had a text from Travel. They're like, hey, you're needed at SmackDown tomorrow. I'm booking your travel. Uh, she went to the performance center for training and got in contact with the brand's lead writer upon checking the email. Everyone learned she would be portraying LA Night's sister. And then she needed to get on a flight in four hours. Due <laughs> proof that she got a spray tan, <laughs> packed her bags before flying out. Also credits her background in cheerleading for teaching her how to adapt to a fast paced environment. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and now that thing's dead in the water because yeah. they changed it back to LA night. Uh, then, um, Mace or Massey and Mansoor mm-hmm. are probably on top of a building in Riyadh right now, ready to be pushed <laughs> off. And yeah. uh, and she is now filling in back to where we were with Mandy Rose two three years ago yeah, with right. Otis. Yep, so we're just repeating wash, rinse, repeat. And uh, you know, Alpha Academy was heels and now they're babies yeah, back yeah. to doing it's the worm. We have we have no uh, real and he'll comes in, and, and they all become baby faces. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. And by the way, she's a terrible baby face, probably because she's never been a baby face before. Right. But I think she's gonna. She's trying, and I and I and I, I respect the effort, and I think down the road it'll be a little bit better. But it's just an odd pairing. But I wanted to say this about um, uh, what was her name again?
0: Maxine Dupree. Maxine
1: Dupree. Okay. Her and um, uh, Massé and. Maybe. Uh, um, Mansoor. Mansoor yeah. Mansoir. Mansoir. Right. i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this I saw a clip of them from wwe.com about a maybe a month and a half ago but they're doing they're just pretty much coming up with their own material and putting it on their website which is great because it's it's hilarious and they did something with Robert stone and uh maybe one or two other guys I don't think it was otis and um gable but it was it was it was somebody but th- it was actually hilarious it was so funny and I thought why aren't these guys able to do this on the show? It's because they're booked to be down here, not up here. Right. So they do not not—they're not allowed to. Because if they did, you're not allowed to get over. You'll—you'll get over
0: when when we say you get over, you'll get over.
1: Yeah, they're—they're they're just filler at best. They just go in there and they're—they're—they they're, they're, call them mechanics. They just there to, to fill out you know time on the show, which is a great role to have and it's a great job to have if you if you get it. But the thing is, is that they were so funny in this video. It was like a eight minute video. And they did it in little stages, and it was it was hilarious. And they're they're like on a mission to look for something, and their comedic timing was fantastic. And I said good. to my wife, like, how are they not being used better? Because this was freaking hilarious. And I never would have thought it would have been that good, but it was it was it was awesome. Because
0: and there's it, probably no pressure on them, and they just said, "Go do us thou wilt." Get us a little yeah. ninety second pre tape. Then- content, yeah.
1: And it and it was and it was not. It wasn't just funny. It was I, I was laughing my nuts off watching the thing, and I thought, man, how many other guys are totally buried on the, in in the locker room who actually have some real talent, but you'd never you'd never know because you just see them for what they do on TV and go, boy, that fucking sucked, and you're on to the next segment. Yeah. And here's another thing about uh, the maximum male models. Uh, before we moved out to Arizona last year, we were still up in Rhode Island. We went to uh, the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence for a house show. And the opening match was a tag team match. It was Max and male Models with Maxine Dupree uh, managing them versus Otis and Gable. And it was a house show tag team match. You know, they did all the gaga. And um, they probably did, I'd say, 30 minutes. Now, mm-hmm. you're thinking, if I have to watch Max and male Models for 30 minutes, I'm going to fucking put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> but believe it or not, the match was fantastic. They did all mm. like the hair brushing spots, and they're you know, checking each other's makeup. And it, but the way they did it, and they timed it, they didn't rush anything. They took their time because they knew they had a half an hour. Right. No need to rush anything. Where young guys, they go through all that stuff, and then you're sitting there in an arm bar for 20 minutes trying to make up for time. They 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 did the thing, and they take out the brush, they do the hair, and they look at you, look at me, look at you. Oh, let me fix it. But and they, then they worked the match, and they worked their gimmick into the match. And it was it was hilarious. And it was I, I, another time when the maximum male model, believe it or not, did a fantastic job. And it's it's unfortunate that people like 99 percent of the people who never go to WWE.com dot to watch content will never know that they're actually talented guys.
0: Well, it just uh, reminds me, I just hear Stevie Richards in my ear. Uh, do good, but don't do too good. Right. And, you know, I thought about that thing. Yeah. And when
1: I was doing jobs back from like 93 to 96, at one point they were starting to get Virgil over on his own because he was splitting from Ted mm-hmm. DiBiase. So he got to have matches with enhancement talent. And uh, they wanted Virgil to take one bump during the match and he was kind of booboo-lipping about it. And they said, mm-hmm. it's just one bump. So he does it. But the bump comes out looking like shit. And someone he, he came in the back. Well, two things happened during that match. One, he pretty much beat up the job guy, like, it was really rough with him. I don't know if it's because he had to take that bump and whatever happened. He was right. pissed about it, so, you know, he takes it out on that guy because he's not going to take it out on the office. And uh, Tito Santana pulled him aside and he's like, brother, what are you doing out there? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're pretty rough with that kid. He's like, oh, fuck him. He's the job guy piece of shit. And Tito just, like, stopped and was like, just shook his head. And I was like, man, you just don't get it. And, uh like that's the guy that's making you look good, dude. Like, what what are, what's hard for you to understand yeah. here? And um somebody said, Yeah, that that bump they were talking to, not not to Virgil any longer to themselves, They're like, man, what a shitty bump he took. He's like, Yeah, that's his theory. If you take bad bumps, you won't have to take any because i will tell you that's terrible, don't do that. So it's, uh, not, you know, wrong, no, know, it's time, not wrong though, at the same time. But in the same regard, it's like, hey, come on, this guy will right. take 17 bumps for you, give him one. Right, They'll probably get edited out anyway. They're just probably checking your attitude to see where you're at, you know? And that's probably why they didn't give him the push they probably originally intended to. They're like, the guy's a fucking head case at this stage. What happens if you want to push him, you know?
0: WWE Hall of Famer Ted DiBiase reveals he has brain trauma. Uh, the known, uh, fans of the million dollar man retired from full, uh, in-ring competition in 93, but on, uh, his, everybody's got a pod podcast, the veteran revealed that he's dealing with the aftermath of his wrestling career. He says, I don't have Alzheimer's. And I don't have dementia, but they said, Ted, you have something. Just simply call it severe brain trauma. I wrestled almost 20 years, so I'm not surprised I might have a little brain trauma when it affects my memory. And that they say it'd be easier for me to remember something I did 40 or 50 years ago. But short-term memory, some stuff like now, it's bits and pieces. Earlier in the podcast, Dibiase briefly discussed the end of his in-ring career. Oh, I hanging hang up his boots Yada. Yeah, nah. um, convenient. I'm, yes, not saying, say that. I'm not saying I'm not not to say that it isn't a shoot and that it isn't to belittle right. that there isn't a probably a, a little of uh, A and B. But when you're under scrutiny for stealing millions and millions of dollars <laughs> of federal that. aid money for low income <laughs> families uh, and fraud that I don't remember is a very uh well Ronald Reagan remember. fucking thing to do I don't about I don't recall about the Iran-Contra affair or stealing welfare money from Mississippi's poorest people right. uh well well, God bless you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the very right? convenient answer I don't remember. Went to but, uh, went to
0: Jesus and now brain yeah. trauma, bro. Yeah. How how nice.
1: Yeah, very that's that's like the typical wrestler, right? As soon as you leave the business, you're all about Jesus and then the next thing you know, you're you're scamming people out of their, you know, <laughs> their red money. But I, I have to preface it by saying, um I did I, I got to meet Ted a couple of times when I was doing jobs. He was one of the nicest guys in the business and sure. uh, was very, very helpful. And uh, he put me over on commentary a bunch of times. And I got to work with him at ringside because he was doing the corporation when I worked with King Kong Bundy and a couple other guys. And he was always like, oh, Steve King, another great match. You know what I mean? Like he, he like would remember you the next time he saw you. He'd know sure. your name. Hey, Steve, how's it going? But then we also used him quite a few times at 2CW. And he was mm-hmm. so easy to do business with. Uh, he had his price. <laughs> uh, he had a price that <laughs> he had to come in at. and we'd, We would match that. And um, every time he came in, he would do whatever you needed him to do. And um, but, yeah, like this this it does fall into the line of how convenient and, um, you know, as if you don't realize that, you know, your kid is uh, out there scamming people left and right. How many millions right. did he get, like three million dollars <laughs> for not showing up to things that he took money for?
0: Right, yeah, yeah, and uh, being paid to go to rehab like 800,000 or some shit. uh, yeah, the 2CW show. I think the last one was in Watertown that we had him at, and I was away from uh, the locker room because it was ties. We were out at the baseball field show, and I was in the yeah. announcer's booth, uh, using that as a locker room, and any he walks. It's just me and and in there <laughs> like for an hour and uh, you know, getting all the chic shit on, and uh. I had the, remember when I used to sell the Saddam Hussein dinar at at the merch table? I get from Mystic Stamp, and he's like, oh, let me see that because of money, (laughs) da-da-da. Obviously, that's his gimmick. And he goes, you know, I've got uh, uh, $3 million in this, and once they uh, declare that equal to value, I'll be able to... uh, sell sell it back and he goes i bought it. he goes i bought it for three thousand dollars but it could be worth three million once they i was That's like crazy oh, so tell me about money money laundering scams yeah. Uh, yeah. i was you like I this remember- is perfect million dollar man story to go yeah, down yeah. To, you know what i mean you might have uh, actually
1: been there for this part is when we were uh me and zs3 and josh went into that crow's nest area where debiase was and he just started talking about politics and how he's saying how Obama is corrupt and this and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know how Josh and and Derek were like yeah. huge Obama fans because they mm-hmm. so, for whatever reason and like and they're just like mm hmm mm hmm, just like being on yeah, best yeah, behavior yeah. not saying anything for two yeah, guys yeah, who yeah. never hold their tongue. Right. They did for Ted DiBiase. They was like yeah mm hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was just yeah. like oh man, I'm gonna hear about this on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck that motherfucker ever again. <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: He probably hates Obama because Obama somehow had his hands in whatever scheme that Ted was fucking trying to do at the same time. <laughs> He's more yeah. hard by having to cough up the money for hot yeah. dogs and, uh, yeah. you know, big bass. me, uh, Acorn. Get me Big Mike, Big Annie, Big Debbie, and Big Philly. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a party in here. Let's roll out Trump. a website. Give me a billion
1: dollars.
0: Yeah, a billion dollar fucking healthcare website <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> uh, you think he's corrupt? Yeah. Uh Yeah, I do, pal. Oh right. uh, fuck, nobody's held their feet to the fire for that, bro. When I heard a billion dollars, and I was needing. There's climate change. Let's
1: let's buy a forty million dollar mansion in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, for right. <laughs> fuck.
1: And I uh, covered yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I also got a fucking uh, 100 million dollar insurance policy just in yeah. case. <laughs> <you>. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Who else do we want to pick on right now? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Here's one. Here's one that got me. Uh, Baron Corbin and Mustafa Ali make a surprise appearance on the May 30th edition of NXT. NXT. Uh, They were down there. Down where? Down there. Ali appeared in the crowd and then raised his hands of Wesley and Tyler Bate after they were victorious in a tag match. Twitter encounter Boozer, a.k.a. Better Wrestling Experience, which has been leaking plans for WWE TV in recent weeks tweeted the following about Ali's future Ali always wanted to do work with talents in NXT and help the next <laughs> generation out although there are plans for him to grow on WWE Raw Yeah mm-hmm. okay sure there are yeah sure sure there's fucking plans and he just wanted to really bring that experience of how to help people how not to get over uh right. you know and uh and and really uh show yeah. that you know, I don't I don't understand and I'll do whatever's you know uh ridiculously asked. But I, I got a new one for you. Um how about melancholy, about melancholy. and instead of uh, positive Ollie we'll have melancholy. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know
1: the, the thing is, he's is just boo-boo
0: face all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, he's actually a really good hand. You know, I bet you on the Indies he would yeah. do great. because he, he's like the five foot nine, hundred and sixty-five pounder who can. Yeah, dude, he's is the Chicago
0: Black Every Label clock. Pro, all those yeah. Chicago feds, he's bro. That he book. was over as fuck there.
1: Has a great physique. And it's just the the, the 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 gimmick doesn't come across on TV. The personality doesn't come through the screen, but maybe they booked him that way. The, the retribution shit killed the fucking kid. To think that he was gonna be the guy that was gonna be the champion <sighs> when Kofi oh. won the belt, but got an injury set him back and like that killed his fucking career apparently but you know it, it's it's sad because you see a kid who can really get it done he can give you 20 minutes he can give you 30 minutes he'll do whatever the fuck you want but no matter what he's dead with the crowd they tried him as a heel yeah.
0: well you can only beat. do those start re so many yeah. times until that becomes the game so now he has to try it, every nev- gimmick
1: that's the fact that he never embraced his heritage in a gimmick Hmm. is one thing that really, I think, that told the office, okay, if he doesn't want to play ball, then we'll just yeah. use him as a fucking worker. Dude, well, it, he'll be a utility guy, which is a great thing. You, You've heard
0: the Patrice, the Patrice O'Neal, the Patrice O'Neal when he was there for like three or four days about, you can look this up, which I, I you know, rest in peace, Patrice. I, yeah, I fucking, uh, you know, love his rants, but how he was backstage and and McMahon wanted, I think it was Tiger Ali Singh to put on, the fucking head gimmick and he's like, yeah. please, sir, this goes against my, my people will be upset with this. He's like, shut the fuck up, put it on, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, get yeah. out there. And that was early on. Now Ali doesn't want to do the Hamine gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And, but that doesn't, when they go, shut up, put it on there and you go, you go against the tide or I want to do something different. Now that was a uh, great jabs with the fucking uh, retribution. Cause allegedly uh I, Helped come up with it. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I hate you for it. <laughs> but, but here's no, dude, you would have liked it if it would have. What was going I, on at the 10%. time? I, I totally get that 100%. I'm watching Antifa smash in fucking Starbucks, smash in yeah. all of Seattle. And then they go and do it, throw a fucking Molotov cocktail at Kevin Dunn's fucking production band, which was good enough. uh But then they were never supposed to be in the ring. Five weeks later, they're wrestling, and you got Meechun, which and I don't know if you matches. know this. Right. Yeah, Meechun means crazy in Korean. Oh yeah, I heard that but, he's uh, crazy in Korean. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But on Twitter, she's going, "Don't call us terrorists." Yeah, dude, don't. the whole thing is anti-disestablishment terrorism terrible. in and the now streets.
1: Now that they have contracts, they've sworn that they'll abide by the rules.
0: Yeah, dude, it, it was oh, it. Every Talk everything should have been a. Somebody. An Occupy, I wrote it as an Occupy NXT for Occupy Wall Street. They should have fucking, they, it.
1: dude, like when DX sprayed the DX on the plane, they should have done that with fucking Titan Towers.
0: All that, group. all but that.
1: No, no, nope, nope, we're not doing that.
0: So, so the the retribution animal faces and I'm Mace and I'm this, no one gives a, we we never should have even known who the fuck they were. And you know what I mean? And been like, oh, that's not (laughs) forget arm drags and fucking
1: suplexes. You (laughs) want to talk about fights and
0: And, and lucha, lucha. What's the biggest fucking disgrace, right? Getting your mask ripped off. Exactly. They should have fucking been masked the whole time until we finally get our hands on one and unmask yeah. who would even an underling, right? And they don't and then, even do that; they just have have a picture of their masks on the ground or whatever, and then lead them in.
1: Okay, they're no longer that; they're now they're this generation of this particular gimmick. Dude, given. They, they
0: that that could have got them over. It could have got that could have got
1: what, on on, on uh, the real news. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, like, and and the fact that he was a police officer and Middle Easterner and has all that to like right. like th- he threw it under the bus to join the fucking revolution, like. Yep. Dude, I don't want to hear any of the shit that they said. he these ends up being a
1: five foot nine bully to seven footers, saying, "You better do this and you better do that." And they end up yep. beating him in the first match against him. It's like it, there was no faith in that gimmick at all, whatsoever. They well, had, it's, it's
0: it's misunderstood. That that's when they take something from the alleged consultants' notes and go, "We got to appease USA," or they get Thanks. pumped about it and they really don't understand the vision or how to put it all together, like you say, a thousand times, or, or max value out of any of it. When it's going on, on a 24-7 news cycle, all you got to do is copy-paste. And we had, uh, I forget what they are. I always want to call them the Sons of War, but the fucking two military guys, Cribs Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking. Uh, yeah, the, guy, the dude, the the, the, the Jasper the, Whipple, fucking whatever his name was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're, oh, they're you know. You're talking about on WWE TV. I thought you were talking about, like, Gunner. Gunna, that's why I was. I just couldn't Sorry. remember, so I called yeah, him I Jasper. I can't right.
1: remember his name.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like legit fucking dudes that could have come back and been Proud Boys right. against Antifa, you know? Right. And, and, the, and
1: the locker room heated
0: on them, too, for being real life You know, Americana. You know, Sammy and, and Owens, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: For being pro-USA.
0: Yeah, dude. And, and that would have gotten and over, that, too. You like, that
1: fuck you, Canadians. Don't like you. I mean, yeah, you're fucked because no matter what yeah. you do, and, and we we had obviously years of having Kevin Owens and You we were there for the whole thing, and uh, you know he if you'd almost be afraid to go against what he says if you're a guy in the locker room because he, this guy works for PWG, this guy fucking goes to Ring of Honor, this guy fucking yeah. flies to wrestling shows. I want to fly to wrestling shows. Guess what? I agree with everything he says. Yeah. And that and that's it's, it, it, what happened there in that locker room for when a, a popular guy comes through. It's the same exact thing that happens in the WWE locker room is, I'm not going against the guys who are over as fucking, who aren't afraid Triple H loves these two guys. If these two guys say that the sky is green, I better agree with them.
0: But really, if you wanted to get on Vince's good side, you would go, and you're right. a jacked fucking right. you'd American, say, you'd fuck go, you. fuck these Canadians and what the right. fuck they think. Fuck when, them, bro. And, and that's he, the, because that's he's down with Trump. He's down with Trump in real life. So why are you letting them fucking bully you around, man? Yep. I am of the belief of the truth will set you free. Right, yeah. if you speak
1: truth, if you are, and you know that this is the real, never be afraid to stand up to power. Never be afraid to stand up to the bully. Never be afraid to stand up to the most popular guy in the room. If you know what you're saying is right, right, because fuck them. Even if they beat you up, you're still right, and everybody will know you're right. Even if they don't agree with you, they'll know he was right. Yeah. So if if you if you live with that, like in in your mindset of I'll always do what I know is right,
0: then these guys have no power over you. Yeah, well, uh, I've tried, I've lived that the, the power they have is not giving me the $300,000 contract yeah. to bring me in. However, stooge report just because it got leaked to me. Did you see the new writer, senior writer job they posted? No, I didn't. So it got sent to me by about five people, and ha, usually it's it, me. It, dude, to you. <laughs> it, it's, it's verbatim, the job that we did on the consultants like cool. dude it's about it's not even about writing the script it's about looking at show format punching up ideas mm-hmm. rewriting and fucking being the overall of these fucking kids who don't understand how to do business in the wrestling yeah. world who have
1: they've been watching wrestling for six years and i think that they're senior
0: veterans of the industry yeah, so uh yeah. there there was a LinkedIn uh, absent that way. <laughs> we'll see what the <laughs> fuck. But I just like to read it versus their other shit. I go, this is exactly eight bullet points of everything we did on the consultants. Yeah. Good shit. Um, but what is Ali doing here? He's in NXT because he can't wait to help teach kids how to not get the fuck over. Uh, Baron Corbin. <laughs> Baron Corbin. I've laid out uh, a couple different things, but I really think where to go next with him is to get Elon Musk on Raw and have the have the thing with Grimes. I like what you laid out with uh, the, the caveman stuff or the, the backwoods hillbilly again. But I think if they're still going to the moon and doggy Ugh. coin and all that, then if you're talking about getting big outside celebrities, I believe, I think Elon Musk is a get for WWE. I really think that they could make that happen.
1: Hey, I, I, I think, the and this is just side note type shit the entire crypto experiment was to see if we'll believe in digital currency sure. it, was, it was a it was a setup from the get-go to be able to control our money mm. and take away the pe- the paper dollar all it was, it was just, it just wrapped in a beautiful wrapping paper like this isn't from the you know the national you know whatever they call it, the, the fed you know what yeah. i mean this is this is its own thing and we're going to use it as real legal tender Bullshit. I think it was all created to be a fucking, you know, so they can flip the switch and you no longer have any money because you didn't do things the way we told no, you. They just oh, you smoked. jaywalked? That's $500. Click, click, yeah. click. Yeah, yeah. Think right, They're doing it in China right now, are they not? Yeah. If you jaywalk, they take money because of the face recognition software in China. They know who you are. They have access to your account and go, minus $500, fuck you.
0: I kind of want that, though, because I'm so tired of fucking scumbags around here jaywalking in the middle of the road all the time. <laughs> I, I see them after living in Chicago. You'd be dead in Chicago if you did that most places, like just pa- plastered by cabs. But like here in upstate New York, but dude, they, Davis, they've already like, the, the, the fucking the walkway is 20 feet that way. But you're a fat meth head scumbag. Oh, who's cute, can't be can't can't be bothered to, <laughs> to do that, bro. I, I, I almost want him to get shit hammered like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, well fuck all Jaywalkers. But my grocery store that I go to has already put up metal swinging doors oh, yeah. that open when you get close with the with the cart. Mm-hmm. Now you know there's gonna be a time when they're gonna have to swipe your 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 fucking Vax bracelet over the top of it to... Oh, Neuralink,
0: bro. Neuralink just got greenlit from Elon. That's why I figure if they're going to be a Trojan horse for weapons deals and Elon's already got SpaceX and they just greenlit Neuralink, why not also put that in there? That Baron Corbin goes under the knife as one of the first Neuralink, like, work it, but he fucking gets up and he's Super Corbin based off of that, bro. Like, he's he's something completely different and goes to Mars, but when he gets to Mars old boy is already there. <laughs> like he thought, he thought he was going to be the first wrestler on right, Mars, right. but Grimes has already beat him to it. So. <laughs> That's funny television. Yeah, dude. Fucking a like that. That would solidify Corbin forever as the guy who worked with like when Mayweather comes in or Trump comes in, that would be, what else could you do uh, as, as a, as a Corbin character that any higher than that? No wrestling match is going to, we need entertainment from him now in a crossover of world culture. And I think that's the place to get his foot in the door right there, dude. Me. And what the fuck, hanging out with billionaires is not a bad way to (laughs) get get over, right? So put me on the payroll. Right. Absolutely. Um, Ricky Starks explains why he hates the concept of pillars in AEW. Uh on the corner podcast. Uh he uh, commented on the idea of him being self, the, uh, him being called the fifth pillar. He says, "Can I speak on that? Yo, yo, let me speak on this." <laughs> I actually hate the idea of pillars. It's weird, but I load the idea of a pillar because one, it's full of gimmick, and it comes from one guy who there's nothing behind it. You get what I'm saying? To say that four dudes are the pillar of the company, you know what you're doing by saying that? Fuck everybody else who did anything. Those people don't matter. It's these three guys that we deemed. I have bestowed this sacred title upon thee, and I want you to go forth and do with it. Uh, wow. No, yeah, <laughs> <He's hot. laughs> yeah. says, no, I don't believe in that. Uh, it's a very sweet gesture to say Ricky should be considered the fifth pillar. Davey, I don't need to be a pillar, okay? I can be a foundation. I can be the roof. I can be the person outside maintaining the lawn. I don't need none of that because to me, that's a box within itself. Four pillars. You got me? Whacked four pillars. Four pillars are what name one Coliseum that you know that's famous. I bet you can't even do that. Um, Shit. coming in yeah. hot, yeah. He uh, it keeps going. So, to say these four guys are the ones that are going to be to make or break, let's see the numbers. You all want to talk about ratings? Let's see the ratings for y'all four. Let's see how much money you are all making. If you want to keep bringing up all that bullshit, let's see it pen to paper. How are the quarter, quarter hours doing when you're all on TV? Let's see it. I want to see it. The four pillars, hell yeah. My paycheck is signed by those four dudes. Hell yeah, let me see you get what I'm saying. Let me see you. Let me get what I'm saying. I don't even like the conversation. I don't want to be included. Keep me away from that shit. I don't want that. I don't want to be considered a pillar. This ain't all Japan. You know what I'm saying? Wow.
1: I officially like Ricky Stark now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought he
1: fucking sucked before with that <laughs> the stupid, saggy little... You know, yeah. the thing that he does in the beginning of his life, nothing against faggots, brother. I mean, I love every single one of you. I'm half faggot myself. <laughs> 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 got fizz eggs running around in my family. That but, uh, is... I mean, like, I hate the entrance where he does that stupid thing because he's such a skinny little waif that he yeah. – yeah, I just – there's nothing to him. There's no meat on the bones there. He it's not it a good. Chris
0: Masters Adonis. No, 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 no.
1: Moment. But, uh, I mean, I, I have to say that I love his take. And, and I, I, he's got balls to say it because – Yes, he's getting pushed there. He could be pushed further, and people do respond to him. But, um, I mean, that's the, he went on a limb to be like, you know what? That's something that happened in the company that's pushing and paying me that I don't necessarily agree with, and I'm not afraid to bring it up. Now, that could be a double-edged sword where, hey, he is kind of over, and if we listen to him, maybe he's got a good point. Or, fuck this guy. Take him out at the knee. Let's mm. fucking drop him off at the next bus stop.
0: And and he showed up at Royal Rumble with Cody. So he's looking right. to jump too. They're yeah, yeah. yeah. Scrap, I, I heard that, that.
1: WWE was very interested in the kid anyway. So I yeah. mean, that's funny because years ago he came in as an extra, and when when Ryback was doing the bully thing, slapped yeah. the fucking kid across his ear so hard, and like had food in his ear because he had that that, pe- you know, they were at you know um, what do you call that uh, the the food the kin- not concession stand uh, uh, catering. Uh, catering, and yeah. he, he's taking food and he whips it, and all the food gets smashed in uh, Ricky Stark's mm-hmm. ear. And he sits in, and he sold it perfectly, like he was shoot afraid of Ryback, which looked great on TV, and uh, and you never knew he was at work. You just figured he was like just some office guy who works in the company because he's you know right. dressed nicely and not in gear or anything like that. But uh, you know I've I've heard that the company's been interested in him in the last year because they've been able to see what he can do on TV over there and get over. So he does have, I mean, maybe he does have a little bit of stroke now that we're not aware of.
0: And more is that him, him trying to get his way out by shitting on guys that he knows we'll heat on him so he can get out quicker if they want to let him go. Um, oh, okay, well,
1: let me ask you this. I don't mean to cut you off, but what? out of the four quote-unquote pillars, which one of them is going to run back and, you know, run and tell that to uh, TK and be like, did you hear what he said about
0: me? Oh, Does it's I not T- Oh, dude. That, none of those guys, they, they might, but <laughs> TK will know about this from Don Stevens right oh. out of the fucking Oh, game. for sure. But so which one Don's- will go
1: back there and say to Tony, he said that we're not important. You know because one of them will say
0: uh something. what's his name fucking spanish god yeah
1: sammy Guevara.
0: Yeah. yep uh but they're all i would have said
1: mjf
0: uh not not after did you see the fucking yes yeah, maybe i'm happy maybe i'm not or maybe there's a
1: problem you know uh, well you but said earmuffs says... ear, ear, earmuffs yeah. tony and i'm take my but ball I, and go home and all... nick
0: khan wants me and triple h wants me and fucking... I think that's,
1: he knows that at this point that that's his deal. And he's going to say things like that just to shock sure. him. And what better way to do it than to say it next to Tony Khan, who's already knows because his facials start looking like they're worked facials at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, that, that's just part of his deal. And I have to say these things or else I'm not doing the shoot me. Right. You know? so. Right.
0: Right. Right. Uh, let's see here. Former WWE star, Paul Burchill returning return to the ring. Really? Birch coming wow. back um you might know him oh dude great uh following his pirate days and uh involving his kayfabe sister katie lee Burchill with an incestuous uh no, my uh, wife broke into the business by god yeah my god and i that was at ovw with both of them during that whole run so yeah, great, great my, my actually my first uh thing ever episode 247 uh ben humming security got knocked out by birchall and uh damien sandow so all kinds of uh crossover here between uh Killer Kowalski, HMG, and, uh, yep. I mean, it's a group, small, and, uh, small you know. world, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, but speaking, uh, developmentally speaking podcast, they announced Birch will be making his first wrestling related appearance September 30th in Chillicothe, Ohio. And Birch will not just be signing autographs as Asbury announced. Birch will be coming out of retirement, working a match that day. Asbury didn't announce the opponent, but no statement will be providing that it's virtual. Um, interesting. I, I see, uh, Chillicothe, Ohio. So, that's probably not RBV's thing, but I don't know if it's war wrestling or the new Derby City Wrestling, which they're bringing in a lot of former OVW Good Brothers, uh the to be on there, whether it's Elijah. Is that man Bird, Beast
1: uh, gimmick,
0: man beast working it, Rips working it, uh Ace Steel. It's it's Dave Marquez's new project, which oh, okay. I, I, I still don't kind of understand. Like to come to Louisville to compete with Al using a. Debunked student show thing and make your yeah. promotion very regional, but he had Hollywood wrestling, right? So yes, but he has like-
1: several uh, franchises thereof, and it is like if if there's money to be made in the area, he's going to go in and open a franchise. Okay, championship wrestling from like from Hollywood, from there's one in Arizona and there's one okay. in um, you know I think either Georgia or Tennessee, but the, like he that's what he does is essentially open up these franchises and then do local television for local television spots. Like you'll right. see Fram motor oil or uh, yeah, Lucas he's got oil. some
0: car. Yeah. He's got yeah. some big car sponsors. here. Yeah. He
1: did a, a huge show. Uh, and I, I, I'll tell you about Dave Marquez Marquez in a minute. Uh, and it was, it was um, sponsored by um, like this, this car wash. I can't, it's like called quick quack or something like that, but they sponsored the show.
0: That's Get Dave me Marquez. quick quack. Write that yeah. down. I want but
1: quick it's, it's money in your pocket. Uh, Dave Marquez, <laughs> for those who don't know, has been promoting wrestling. He was uh, trained on how to run shows by Harley Race, and um, they opened up uh, New World Wrestling or something like that, and uh, somewhere in the Midwest back 20 years ago. And uh, he's he's actually been promoted for probably close to 25 years now. But he's in L.A. now, and he does championship wrestling from. Uh, Hollywood, it's a very family-friendly show. The whole franchise is fairly family-friendly. And um, great guy, smartest attack. He's been working in the television business his whole entire adult life. He's about, uh, he's close to my age. He's probably in his late 40s, uh, 46, 45, 46. And um, great guy and uh, gets family wrestling, gets television, is a hell of a producer. And uh, his franchise, I think, is actually one of the best-kept secrets in wrestling is that 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 he actually produces a pretty solid show.
0: Yeah, it looks good on camera. Everything I've seen so far. Sure. And he and he understands. He know. He's one of
1: the very few guys who know television and wrestling. He's been around the wrestling game for so long. He gets the industry and tails it for television. Whereas a lot of people who try to do TV who have been in wrestling for a very long time, try to work the television around the wrestling. He works the wrestling around the television. Sure. So that that's the difference between the two, and he—he's the great guys guy. are getting.
0: I'm glad those guys are getting a good. And I know Gilbert Corsi, who's uh, an uh, award-winning journalist, and he was a, a OVW announcer for years and helped mm-hmm. with the booking and 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 uh, you know is well-known in the Louisville area as a big part of that production staff too. Uh, I just don't know because I haven't gotten into it and I don't really even want to insert myself into it of like, there's gotta be some weird heat, man, because guys yeah. left OVW yeah. and yeah. then they opened a brand that not like the student Derby city show that we did was like the most groundbreaking. Everyone should remember it, but to take a name that was under that brand and then do it as your own is, is, it's just a little bit like, Hmm, to me as, as uh somebody who would want to start something off that way i, I don't know if those are well controversy like, cold, creates cash yeah, yeah are those cold war shots that's what i'm yeah. saying i don't know so uh but i know that you know man beast is on there and yeah on the other side of that coin uh adam revolver who's probably one of the best kept secrets in the business is al's right hand man and has been mm-hmm. producing ovw since i was there in yeah for 20 years yeah so now the tag team of the mobile homers is split Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. there are ones on one show, one's doing the other, but there's got to be some- That's good yeah, it, you, yeah, need, yeah.
1: you need that electricity, you need to build off of each other and you need to have that little bit of heat. Even if the heat is the work, it adds to the competition and, you know, you know, fans will check out the shows and they'll compare them and they'll talk about them. And that's what they need, that people to fucking talk about the shit. Well, well, you I mean, need
0: both of those guys to do a work shoot where on their own show, they're firing shots back yep. and forth at each and other. It, it got
1: Randy Savage's job. You know what I mean? And, and when in his uh, Tennessee days, when they had the IWA open up his, you know, Angelo Poffo opened up and all they did was talk shit about Jerry the King Lawler on their mm. own TV. And what did it do? It got Randy Savage and Lanny Poffo a job in Memphis.
0: Yeah. It's over right now too. Al's got a killer, you know, Mahabali a Mr. Pactacular, uh, big, uh, Jebediah Blackhawk, uh, get me a Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, plenty of other uh, great talents. And then it seems like Marquez is, is like, let's take, the season guys that are WWE alumni and, yeah. and, and local this way and do our show based off of that with some impact guys mixed in. Yeah. But right now, man, between Ohio and, and Kentucky, there's some serious business going on right now. Great. Yeah. And that's
1: fantastic. And Dave Marquez is the king of PG wrestling.
0: Okay. He, no,
1: nobody produces PG family style pro wrestling better than Dave. And uh, you know, he, he just does a great job. So if anybody out there, has, you know, which is probably the majority of our listeners have not heard of either Dave Marquez or Championship Wrestling from. Yeah. So if you, you go check out Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, go check out Championship Wrestling from Arizona, and um, go go check out their web their 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 Facebook pages because they cross promote the other brands and the, he gets them on like on um, network TV on or cable TV he has shows that you know that are that are out there. Go check them out because they're they're actually very entertaining you know 30 to 60 minute shows and you know you might find something that you didn't know existed before that you can watch with the family and not be embarrassed
0: yeah man uh absolutely i think there's an opportunity to do non-pg and and talk that shoot game shit yeah and, uh, absolutely yeah, there's this you know, I, I don't want anybody there's a
1: flavor for everybody in wrestling as we know you know you get the lucha boom with burlesque you know, sure, and then you have sure, sure, sure. championship wrestling from Hollywood with the the champion brother coming to your town type deal. You know
0: what I mean? There, then you have the greatest wrestler on everybody. The, greatest wrestler on the planet at Immortal Championship Wrestling as well. Heavyweight. Oh, great! Got
1: Papadon right. I heard he was
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got his belt. Oh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, but he didn't do it old, anymore. He was pretty. I'm the only. I'm the only 24 seven Middle Eastern champion, Northeastern. Tag champ and heavyweight champ in the history of Immortal. Anyway, I heard you with a book in there too. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my pencil? Get me. A pencil. Yeah, somebody get me. Where's Kate Uh <laughs> Samoa Joe addresses. Hey, AEW. dude. <laughs> so if I'm just, if you're pretty
1: much the leader of Immortal Wrestling, in my point. You know, you're not, you're not the promoter, but you're pretty much the top dude there. Right. Who is your Bruce?
0: Who's my Bruce? uh, Is um, Is it? it uh, No, it's Chip Stetson, bro. Like, uh, you know, after 30 years in the business, if I'm not doing the locker room speech, is that Kayla's trainer? yeah, yeah. I'm glad okay. to pass you the chip, man. He's having a great run with his son Shane in a very Dominic Rey Mysterio-type oh, uh, cool. feud on things. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to be big payoffs there, and uh, dude, without Chip Stetson, I would say I would be running around like completely blanked because I can just, I'm like, can you take this, this, and he's got it. We get on the same page, he'll come back with any business or he yeah, has. been years, too, so he's yeah, used to dude. with
1: personalities.
0: And, and that's when we took the tag title off to further their story as the father-son feud, you know what I mean? After we did the run with them. So he understands long-term business. He understands the ins and outs and a super positive guy that anybody will be blessed to have on their team, bro. So really without chip, like co-captaining with me, uh, we both have our own like major storylines. Mine's the, Out ones and he's the blood feud inside right now yeah it's not that we're just booking ourselves over it's that we know how to fucking get over without doing that you know so yep um and uh he he is indispensable i gotta say big big shout out to him even though i'll kick the shit out of him 10 days on uh, (laughs) 10 ways to sunday so uh but yeah man then um obviously fenton's there uh, and Fenton, oh, okay. and people don't know great Patrick kid. Fenton, oh, yeah. you know, the, he'll jump in any hole and dig and works for every fed in New York state. And, uh, he was our timekeeper at 2CW for 10 years, it, to be honest with you. And this isn't a shot. Is on that, him,
1: he's, he was also our statistician too.
0: Yeah. He's a, he's a great professional stooge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is what everybody needs. And he's so, got a heart of
1: gold.
0: Yeah. heart of gold. If he goes in between as the, he's the messenger. Uh, I don't want to call him a stooge, but he's the messenger from like guys who want to avoid having heat with other dudes or want he's to he have got... heat and, and will use yeah. them to like go deliver the message. And he comes hat in hand and is like, Excuse me, sir. I just wanted to give you this. Da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. you're not going to be like, What the fuck? Get like, out of here, but, you yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, and he's he, like, He's a very good uh, ambassador between yes. talents, yeah. bro. It really is, man. And, well, and he's pretty much another this.
1: statesman at this point
0: yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i i agree with that bro and uh so these are the the guys who are usually the most unappreciated oh yeah uh, you and know. for
1: the listeners patrick fenton would uh set up a ring he would okay well we one of the places we used to book in in 2cw was the Pastime athletic club in syracuse new york and we had to bring the ring you know walk it piece they just piece they just had a, had a show Bears. there yeah they just and fenton would be one of the guys even though he wasn't he certainly wasn't like a uh, strong dude. He's a regular, average, everyday five foot eight, and sixty-five pound kid, taking you know the posts which weigh a ton, him and one other kid, and walking them up a flight of stairs onto a roof into a small door, setting up the ring. Like he would get up at like five o'clock in the morning to meet us at the locker where when the the ring was. Load the, from the locker into the, into the ring truck, go follow the ring truck to the venue, walk the fucking ring piece by piece up a flight of stairs at 11am, putting the ring together piece by piece, helping on the show, whether it was a referee, timekeeper, statistician, whatever the job was besides doing all the gophering whatever anybody needed.
0: He gets all the, uh, after everybody goes on their entrance and drops their shit, he grabs it all, puts it all so everyone can get their stuff after the match. You're not looking for it. When
1: the show ends at 1130 at night, he's there taking the ring apart, piece by piece, walking it piece by piece down, back to the truck, down a flight of stairs, into the truck, putting it together, putting it in the ring truck, following the ring truck, back to the storage locker, Unloading the ring truck back into the locker. Not getting home till three o'clock in the morning. It's a twenty-four hour day, and he did it with a fucking smile for ten years.
0: Ten more. He has he's, It's exactly the same, bro. He's a, he's,
1: it, that kid is so so good with me that if he ever needed anything, he came to me, he'd have it because yep. he, he was he, he did it for the love of the business. He never asked for a cent. Nope. He did it because he loved it and wanted to be a part of something. And he respected the industry and he treated it seriously and it showed it every single day. He could, he, you could leave a million dollars on the table and have Patrick watch this money. Every cent of it will be there when you yep. come back.
0: Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. And uh, I'll break fame. I told Mike that we need to honor him and get him a fucking plaque and give him his mom. He doesn't know this if he's getting stooge whatever. But like, uh, the, and that's why, because there is some weird... Like, there isn't all wrestling, the drama and the competition heat, whether it's going on in Kentucky. It's happening right now in New York and the Indies, Mm -hmm. too. Happens everywhere, man. We're still all brothers, but, like, he's the the ambassador, a go-between where nobody's going to have heat with him because they know how hard he works. And if you fucking bully Fenton, you're about about to get your fucking ass handed to you by 90. Yeah, yeah, you're out of here, bro. So, like, uh, very, very interesting of the – the the real unsung heroes of uh your independent wrestling yeah. shows, man. Great uh, kids. You, know.
1: like you can't even make up something shitty no. to say about the kid because nobody would believe it.
0: No. And he just stays small and shut the fuck up most of the time unless he's asked to do to say something, you know. Right. Uh Samoa Joe addresses AEW Collisions debut on Saturday, says it's a really great night. Obviously, it's uh, exciting to add another show to the lineup for AEW doing Saturday Night Wrestling. I mean, obviously, if the TV model was anything like it, it has been in the past. I would kind of believe some of those comments. But it's a very different world and very different environment. I think Saturday nights is actually really a great night. I've always enjoyed events that I've seen on Saturday nights to have the opportunity to kind of give a lot of the AEW roster uh, that maybe doesn't get enough time throughout the week and showcase a lot of talent that we've had. I think it's a valid criticism But when you look at the AEW roster, you see tremendous, talented athletes. There's almost not enough time to see them all. I think AEW Collision would be able to definitely expand the fan experience as far as the wrestlers you get to see. Uh, More shows create more opportunities. It also creates oversaturation, Briz. And you're also going to be up against sports that are going to outdraw you. So guys that should be a draw are now going to get smashed by UFC, basketball, uh, the movies going out with your lady and they're going to make talents that should be top draws when they only draw 250,000 look like shit. Unfortunately. Right. But collision now
1: comes with 100% more CM Punk.
0: Ooh, Phil's going to fill. So uh, you know, <laughs> here's the
1: thing about that show. I'm not sure what time the starting is, but if it was me booking the show, be like, we have to be like a 10 PM to midnight show. Cause it has to be after the ball game. Or it has to be after we go out to dinner in a movie with my lady. We're or 10 in, the 10 in the yeah. morning till noon. 10 oh,
0: yeah. in the yeah. Yeah. morning till noon in the Superstars. Yeah, morning
1: wrestling that. was a huge thing when I was growing up. 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. to ten to 11, like superstars mm-hmm. of wrestling. I watched it and never missed it. You know, like, it's got to be something like that. Where you, you can't be like the 8 p.m. show. Because nope. nobody is going to watch that over like Lakers and Celtics or Red Sox, Yankees weekend game. There's just no way you're going to get those eyes over to your show. doesn't matter how many CM punks you have. In the, um, and I love Samoa Joe I think he's great I've known him for 100 years but I mean if, if there's a sweet any kind of game on TV that has any kind of attention to it eyes go to that before it's going to go to pro wrestling that's yeah. just historically always been the case like Monday Night Football how long did that take away from Monday Night Raw yeah. every single year yeah. I, mean, there, there, I, don't, I don't know if there's ever been a Monday that where Raw beat Monday Night no. Football no, so not, I mean, let's all. let's think about it. If you, I, I think Saturday is a great day to have it. Just the time has to be like you said. But maybe that's yes, even better than the 10 p.m. show. Yeah, depending you, you're, on you're, what kind of uh, content they want to have on the show. If it's a PG show, great, throw it on at 10 a.m. Let the kids get to know who these people are.
0: Yeah, but go you against have Saturday Live. Go you against have, Saturday have, Live. Not not the fucking right. same sports entertainment competitors, bro. But
1: the thing is, if it's going to be a daytime show like a 10 a.m. show, you can't be showing highlights of Moxley juicing all over the place.
0: Yeah, it's, got, it's gonna gotta be
1: that family oriented style.
0: I'm gonna juice all over the place here in a minute, pal. Uh, stand <laughs> back, <laughs> get me juice. Robert. <laughs> Pat McAfee uh, reacts to the photo of the empty seats at 2023 AEW double or nothing. Uh, he but over there, you know, Brian Alvarez puts out Orange Casting when the battle royal, uh, last eliminating swerve. Uh, match was incredible live, but it's the picture where hard cam is completely empty yeah. and looks uh, not good as an optic. But uh, McAfee said on his uh, show, anytime you get a shot away from hard cam, you know what I mean? You can really see a lot of things. AEW found out this weekend or whatever at one of their events. It's like three quarters of an arena completely empty. Mm-hmm. Call Hameen's Tarp Emporium uh, and we'll get that J-hook tarped right off for you. <laughs> However, the dark side of the, they're the the far side of the rink. Had plenty of people there. And, and when you look at the stadium, it was probably three quarters full. But the fact that they're filling it that way and not tarping off the other side, I don't care if it's hard cam or not. All you need is one platform with about uh, a square area of about 10 seats, you know, back in front, back into yeah. the left. And then you fill the rest in <laughs> with fucking people. So it doesn't look like right. that. And These they can are... have
1: seat fillers. <laughs> but there aren't of them. <laughs> you know, you yeah, yeah. Right.
0: You're like, yeah, get me the indies. We need seat fillers. Like, you know, there, there was probably 30, 40 of your favorite independent workers there doing seat fill jobs yeah. on on the opposite hard cam side, right? On the main side. So to to let that shit leak out, you gotta be thinking forward of like all right they're gonna they've hit us here how do we thwart that against so we don't give them that ammunition right right and here's
1: this is one of the the the, the beautiful things about ecw and the genius of paul Heyman was yeah. i would never try to fill a fucking arena so what no you would do is small go a house little building, baby pack the living shit out of it and i'm not saying go against you know the fire code but pack them the fuck in and make it look like a a riot is about to happen. Well,
0: everything will be a sellout. There's only 2,000 tickets available for this show, so you you better better get them them now because they're gone. And you can double your ticket price for the supermarks.
1: And and then when people see you, make the aisle really narrow. Don't make it 19 feet wide unless you have a fucking Zamboni coming down the ramp, which you shouldn't (laughs) be doing because it's already been done. Make the aisle so narrow that people can touch you and make it special. Watch the old Boston Garden or You know, uh, um, Madison Square Garden entrances with Hogan or Savage, where people are like ripping at them because they can be, I can touch, you know, this guy's shoulder or whatever because they're just so uh, like pandemonium, as Gorilla Monsoon used to say. Go to a smaller venue. You don't need to be in an arena every fucking week. And only Polly would only go to a bigger building when he built a show up to be white hot enough where he knew he was going to sell out enough of it where it'll look fantastic on television. So when you have that, now it's a, you know, this, this insane mecca of wrestling where a oh lot wow, we've picked, you know, 3,500 people in this building. It's not 23,000. We're that not could filling be, Barclays, but we can fill the fucking Manhattan fine. Center and make it look like. The, you know, but the if you only do two arenas
0: a year, if you do two arenas, now they mean something, right? Right, exactly. Now we're scrambling and losing seats and looking bad. I think Impact did a great job, especially when we went to Slammiversary in Toronto a couple of years ago, Sideburns and I, at this big nightclub. That was dope. WCW running at the mall. Could you imagine they run Syracuse at Destiny right. USA oh down in God, that yeah. quad? Like, yeah. there, dude. And then fucking Darby can go up to the seventh floor and do a coffin drop the whole fucking way down. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great, just like the Easter Bunny did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the easter buddy day for those who don't know like in the middle of uh well it used to be carousel mall it's now destiny you say there's four glass elevators and it's tiered seven floors all the way up and you can look down and during easter one year somebody fucking went up and uh Did I'll Be Born Again and took a header off the fucking fifth or sixth floor and landed next to the fucking Easter Bunny with little kids and shit. (laughs) It's horrifically, horrifically hilarious. I I, I dropped my keys down the shaft of
1: that elevator once. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Uh, that's not, uh, that was a
0: shitty day. <laughs> uh, but uh, like it's got to be venues like that that are unique. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean and even if we're doing ticket giveaways but those 2000 to 4000 will make them hardcore in the in like you said the Paul Heyman ECW model because what you're trying to do to compete with WWE is not working and it's got to be right. uh, But you a make it look like
1: such a hot ticket. And yeah. like you can watch Monday Night Raw. Okay and you can watch sit back watch the show and you hear cheering but you look at the fans and they're not moving moving cuz they're just sitting on their hands it's just piped in cheering that's that's completely phony that's how they got sure. the dominic shit over cuz they would do it themselves train the crowd to do it now the crowd will do it just like fucking pavlovian sure. dogs, Yeah. okay but if you watch the crowd and tons of stuff you'll see like people just sitting there but you hear that that roaring cheer. you don't need to do that in a in a small building with the, the everything is happening and everyone's so close to the event that they feel like they're a part of it and they begin mm. they get louder and they get more excited because they feel like they have, you know, their them being there will have an effect on the outcome of the match. Like sure. screaming or hollering, get somebody's attention where somebody will look over, you know what I mean? If you know how to work, you can in- incorporate the crowd into your match. Now the crowd's like, we did that. We all did that together. We right. We're right. all a part of this. Whereas in WWE, you watch as a spectator. You sit there with your arms crossed. You're like, "This is you're just watching a play." It's a display. Yeah, it's all, it's all right, right. You know, so but in a small except now they figure in
0: they in a manufactured way with the sing-alongs. Here's your part now, right? And then we take it. Now you're the star. Right, right, exactly. right, but right.
1: In a smaller venue, you can feel like you're more of a part of the show. And I, I have to say that when yeah. Josh Book teaches, I we could have gone to bigger buildings, but it's a lot cooler to say, "Sorry, we sold out. You're gonna have to get tickets earlier the next time." Yeah. So Instead of crunching 750 people in a small room, we got to 725 or seven, you know, 705, and we had to cut it off because of the the fire marshal. We could have had 800 if we wanted to. We would have made more money. We would have more people in the venue, but we were able to say to those people, "Sorry." You should have gotten here sooner. No. It's a hot ticket.
0: I think I think they need to get with uh, get out of the arenas and get with the casinos because everything they do is all yep. in, double or nothing. That it's yep. all a gambling theme, right? So that would be where I would go, and then I would actually try and look at see whatever uh, what's around here, Del Lago and Anitas uh, and whatever else, Indian casinos near there's you. A, yeah, there's
1: a little place up in Vegas that Triple uh, A came from Mexico and did a show. It seats seven thousand people. They packed the joint. It. it looked like WrestleMania.
0: And I would look to see who are they? Who they got in there? They just had Tom Jones here at Anitas, uh, right? Dude, do you think if he came, yeah. it's not unusual to be and and out and he's come 80. the yeah with the best friends or somebody like that to get him over, or he's backstage hitting on Ty of Valkyrie and fucking all the ladies are around him. He's and still they're, and they're throwing their panties. Yeah, he still got it, even though the old like the, or then next week. Hey. Carrot Top does the low blow on somebody. I don't give a fuck whatever it is. Or he's got yeah. some. He's got. Don't some fucking shame, Yeah. yeah. Darling, well, we could have all these little Vegas acts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or whoever's working the casinos. Jim Brewers backstage fucking right, does right, something. Right, right. right. Adam Sandler just worked here. You get Adam Sandler on your fucking show. Like. Right. There's a lot and, of and opportunities to cross over with them.
1: Even if they don't do just like the Vegas thing. They, okay, in Phoenix, AAA came up again to, to Phoenix. They did the Mullet Arena, which is on the ASU campus. And uh, it was the very first wrestling match. It's a brand-new arena. It was about the size of the Songus arena where NXT just had their pay-per-view in Lowell, Massachusetts last weekend. So it seats probably just under 10,000, maybe 8,000 people. The place was packed. So again, the it, it's a success during... No empty seats or hardly any. The show is a success. If you had 8,000 people at the Boston Garden or Madison Square Garden, it looks like a complete fucking failure. Yep. But here, it's like, holy shit, we couldn't pack them in further. So the people don't, you know, when you're at home, you don't know, like, the building size or the, you know, the, the landscape of it. You just see a full place and the people go, and see like, this show is important. It's people want to pay money to go see it. Why didn't I go?
0: And colleges, colleges are getting killed right now because enrollments down almost fifty to sixty percent across the board from from remote learning, dude. Uh, even my little uh, SUNY school went from sixty five hundred on campus. Dude, mm-hmm. there's fifteen hundred kids on campus. Oh my right god, now. you're kidding me! It must be like a dude, ghost town, right? dude. Uh, up at Oswego, where we used to run, yeah, I I, I bet that's even because so be that was, that was probably about ten thousand kids. I bet they're down to about two thousand there, wow. bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what are you the gonna do? Down running. Yeah, that's yeah. That's where yeah. they make
1: all their money and tax and shit. So it, it, you can get Los those Oswego, buildings. Like I'm sure most people have it. Yeah. It's it's cool. a fucking winter wonderland where they get nine feet of snow every time it. You know, it drizzles outside, so yeah. nobody wants to go there. So the only people who are there are like military and college. Yep. That's
0: it. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Kids who wanted to get away from New York City and go to the fucking most remote place. Everybody, it, it was it's a dope little spot, but right. yeah, yeah. The the fact that they're hurting that bad now, that's what I would do is to like let we can sign these buildings way cheaper than we can any arena and mm-hmm. fucking make the tour. And I way. bet you in
1: some cases you can get them for free.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could. Because if they get
1: a cut of, uh, you know, merch, or they get a cut of, you know, or they run concessions, they'll make several thousand dollars on hot dogs and beer. Yeah. It's just the way it is.
0: Oh, let's see here. Tony Schiavone addresses his contract with AEW. Uh, about uh, the fact that he has a lifetime contract with the company he says that's a fucking lie unless my life ends uh, by april of next year <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no guarantee that they're gonna re-sign me there's no guarantee on that that's how i approach life no guarantees klondike bill told me one time this job is a day-to-day thing tony that's how I approach it. This job is a day-to-day thing. I really don't think so, but it does. Uh, doesn't matter because I'm living a good life. I don't need the Bumpski. Um, and then, let's. And see, he's yeah, only there to
1: do one thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I, I can see him resigning them. They use them a lot. The other older guy, uh, you know, it's kind of weird to even have him interviewing uh, young people. Uh, and then Moxley's wife stands there. Like she should, like a stepford yeah. wife. None of it really means anything, and I think they'll let go of uh Jr. soon because he's like scoffing at things on yeah, camera. He just does then. the
1: Friday night show anyway, right? Yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, but I like Taz. Taz is my fucking Taz favorite. nepotism me. pops. It's in there
1: with this kid. Hulk, sure, who I, I, I don't understand. This is like the thing about wrestling is when you see some kid like that, who's semi over in a way, if you want to say he's kind of a little bit over cause he has his dad's belt. The kid is terrible. He's terrible. Yet he has a job cause his dad's in wrestling. And at one point his dad was yeah, a dude. little bit over at ECW, which gives his kid a job for life somehow. If you,
0: if, if you, if you dedicated to what we talked about earlier with the jungle boy, with the Darby Allen. Oh, he'd be a perfect. Uh, yeah. He'd, yeah, he'd be a perfect fit in that oh, yeah. world, bro. It, yeah, it would get would him over cool. huge. But from what i see if if he's throwing uh, like big
1: bill and like a fucking clutch suplex or whatever like sorry guys i don't fucking buy that no
0: that's not good well that's just taz running his fucking whole ecw run on his kid going to work at least taz was so
1: squat and thick that you could kind of believe it you know and like that the Mm -hmm. judo background he had the you know the shoot background where that he had a little bit of street cred on top of his personality. Yeah. His, well, he if, weighs 140 pounds.
0: The way I see it is jungle boy is Dylan McKay and fucking he's Brandon, right? That's yeah, his yeah. best buddy too. Yeah. He's and then we, and we do everything. Tiger They're beat magazine. Friends, yeah like, Tiger yeah. beat magazine, 1992, bro. Like that's what everything needs to feel like. Yeah. Get me tiger beat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, who's this handsome young bastard? Leaf Cassidy, <laughs> I'll sign him too. uh Alexi Bliss, congratulations, uh, Strangler Steve. Alexi Bliss, you. we're very happy. Uh, <laughs> her contract status following her WWE pregnancy, uh, or with the WWE following her pregnancy announcement. Not that she's pregnant with WWE. Uh, she's. I was preparing for my return in the ring, and I was just having really bad cramping. I thought that was weird, so then I decided to take a test, and then I think. I said, oh shit. Uh, WWE gave me no time off for the mass singer to kind of fully dive into that experience with rehearsals, vocal lessons, and all that stuff. Storyline. had no idea that she was on there. Me neither. I was not on TV anyway, so it really kind of worked out perfectly. WWE extended my contracts, so was basically just uh, come back when I'm ready, probably a month after the baby. What? I'll probably start getting back into the gym and getting ready to see what my in ring return looks like. Uh, you know, is, this has been a ridiculous run with a girl who's got yeah. so much sex appeal and money written all over her to Agreed. fuck it up with Bray Wyatt and to mm-hmm. fuck it up with star. That's not with, even her fault. It's not even her no, fault. No, no, the goth stuff, dude. She's a goddamn Disney princess. Yes, yeah, she is. That's what the fuck you put on her, that's where the money is. Yeah, and, and they 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 had it originally a little bit with some uh hit me, baby, one more time pedophile kickoff type fucking shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then then it's never really gotten over since then.
1: I'm almost surprised she's still in wrestling and not doing Me real too. acting at this point because I thought she was nailing the stuff that they were giving her and mm-hmm. she's not hard to look at, you know? She's nope. a very very pretty girl and uh, you know, the Bray Wyatt shit is what killed her but it was so awesome and over at one point Then they decided, okay, fuck Bray Wyatt. Let's get rid of him and had no idea what to do with Alexa Bliss after that. Just can continue on with it, but without the main character, it just didn't work. So then they try to figure a way out of it, and it was all convoluted bullshit. So then they finally get her out of that by doing the the two weeks of you know psycho psychotherapy or whatever, which is ridiculous that she still brings the doll to the ring. There's no callback, it's just this weird bullshit. Then she's finally on her own. And what do they do? They re-sign Bray Wyatt. And they have to re-involve her because there's, you can't finish the story kind of without writing, having yeah. her be a part of it, mm-hmm. which in a way is smart because they were trying to you know complete the circle. And then the bullshit happens with Bray Wyatt. I'm not sure if he got hurt or whatever the deal was where he's no longer on TV and we fucking fucked three people's business again that way. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. So, and the Howdy. Uncle, and for, the, yes,
1: for the record, the Uncle Howdy shit was gobbledygooker bad. It was bad. That fucking bad.
0: It was bad. Uh, Ronda Rousey calls out WWE women's tag division is dismally shallow. Uh, I don't think she's taught that. That could be read multiple ways. Uh, with the lack of competition, is the really the problem? Uh, she says. I mean, we went to be we want to be the most active champions out there. I want to be able to defend this title every week and even Get twice. Get me the a week. glamour girls and the jumping bomb angels. <laughs> Get me Frankenberry. <laughs> uh, even <laughs> twice a week on SmackDown and Raw. But with how dismally shallow the women's division is right now, there's not enough women around here to keep us busy for a month. And so that's the biggest challenge. <laughs> that we have is to get this company to actually care and invest in this tag oh, division. Shit. That that's with the, that's with the New York yes. Post, bro. I think that's going to come back and fuck her up big time. Hey, Ronnie, you know
1: how we put those tag belts on you? Yeah.
0: Get fucked. Change your plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, Boy, we have a great idea. It's for you to stay
1: home.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh, just don't Go know. Go have a I'm birthday party here. for one of your goats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, weird for the New York Post, If right? you were staying
1: in baseball, would you be like, dude, shut the
0: fuck yeah. up. Yeah. I'm
1: finally back on TV. I haven't had shit in a year. Yep. Fuck off already. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. Terrible.
0: Clueless. Uh, brought into this business and has no idea how to no. work. Yeah. Like, not, not in the ring, but I'm talking And to, you. It's amazing never say that.
1: How they took a fucking world-renowned property and turned it into just another face on TV.
0: To nobody, bro. Just a, a, a just rib. another
1: talent. You're just another space. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. Meanwhile, she's probably pulling in $2 million a year to go ahead and shit on the company that's, like, fucking paying you to live your lifestyle.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, at a very high level of, and doing it in a phony and way. so
1: what's WWE supposed to do? Take $40 million and... Round up all this talent from all over the world to develop the women's tag team division. Yeah.
0: The uh, most ridiculous belts, just so women can show that we haven't trained tag wrestling and right, we're so trying we know to know how to do the like hot tags. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that fuck that, bro. Those ba- those belts, much like AEW with 17 fucking belts. I can't believe we don't have women's tag belts at, at AEW yet, to be honest with you. I-,
1: I can't believe it either, but I was even more surprised when they had women's tag belts in NXT. I was like wow and, and, and here's the thing for me and I like I love the most random shit. I love the most random shit. When I was a kid, all right, in 1984 I was starting to watch wrestling. My and this is this is going to sound ridiculous but it's a 100% shoot. My favorite title in the WWF was the women's the, the ladies the WWF ladies tag team championship because it was the most random weird shit on the entire show. And Princess Victoria and Velvet McIntyre were the ladies' tag team champions, and I know them both very well to this day. And uh, for some reason, I I got to go to a show in 1987 where the main event, it was at a high school in Billerica High School in Billerica, Massachusetts, which was one town over from where I was growing up. The main event was the the WWF Ladies' champion Tag Team Championship was on the line as the, the, the Glamour Girls defended the tag team, Championship against the jumping bomb angels. Awesome. And I couldn't wait to fucking go there. So it was it was like a D card. The opening acts, like the two first matches, were guys from Killer Kowalski's wrestling school that I later went to. They were filling in the card with just local indie independent yeah. guys. And then they would like Jim Powers versus Mike Sharp went like 40 minutes. And awesome. the main event was the Ladies Tag Team Championship. But you know what? The fucking high school gymnasium was packed with 2,000 people who wanted to see the Jumping Bomb Angels beat the Glamour Girls with Jimmy Hart in their corner to become the new WWF Ladies Tag Team Champions. And they almost did, and they had to, they did the big thing, the hot tag, and the fucking, you know, the 1, a oh, false finish, a oh, false finish, a oh, false finish. Glammed, heels over strong, one, two, three, slip out, get out of dodge with the ladies tag belts, walking back to the locker room. The whole fucking place was going nuts. Because those girls knew how to work because it was uh, Leilani Kai and Judy Mm -hmm. Martin, two of the greatest lady wrestlers to ever put on a pair of boots. In fact, Judy Martin, to this day, is my favorite lady wrestler of all time. Go back and watch her beat the ever-living shit out of Desiree Peterson on numerous occasions on YouTube. And you go, holy fuck, you believe her shit is real. Yeah. Leilani Kai, who held both of the ladies' titles that were in WWF. And not not too many girls can say they they did that. Okay? So... It was such a weird thing. So when they brought the ladies tag team championship back in the women's tag in WWE, I was a little, I have to say, I was excited. But yes, there is a lack of tag teams, but only because there there never was a ton to begin with. You go back to the 70s when like Natasha, the hatchet lady and June Grable were the NWA women's uh, ladies tag team champions who later that WWF bought the titles and brought it into WWF in 1983. Like, even back then, it was just singles ladies tagging up to him and having – That's what I'm saying. But, team like,
0: teams. you said the Jumping Bomb Angels and uh what was the other one? I'm the sorry, I girls. Of my head. The lady now, Lama those guys. are Martin, established yeah. tag team names. We have Shayna Baszler. Right. We have Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, Liv and Raquel, right. Shotzi and right. There's no – uh, Right, a tag there's no teams. teams. There's, no, here, there's no division. You know who is trying to do that? Um
1: Daria, what's your work
0: name? So um, Sonia Deville uh, uh, and uh,
1: um, Chelsea Green have gotten some gear that's kind of matching. So but they're not lived, calling
0: themselves. No, anything. they don't have
1: a name, and that's what they do like The, to the Karen name. connection um, or whatever. The fuck Liv Morgan is. and Raquel Gonzalez started having matching colors. They had their own gear, which is in their own personalities from the stuff that they wore before. But now they had matching colors, so then, they look like well, a team. Then, but they also stand alone. Hmm. So they could, but they need to have like. The then the, then the bell is, rings. The British Bulldogs. Yeah. They have to have a name. Like the Glamour Girls, the Jumping Bomb Angels. Come up with a persona where the tag team has a name. Or give the tag team a manager. Robbie E is down at NXT fucking spinning his wheels. He could be a modern day Jimmy Hart where his focus is women's pro wrestling. And that's what his you know, specifics are. And he all of a sudden just puts a family together of women wrestlers where he's got his tag team ladies, his heavyweight. He's got the, you know, the why not? Why not? There's nothing else going on TV that would. That's take what
0: away from Damian that. Adams is doing in his training that, of of how he makes women. We are in control now. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I forgot about you guys. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, uh, it
1: can be done. They just need to move it to that next level. So yeah. if 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 um, Sh- Shana Baszler and Ronda Rousey have a problem with it, like they can come up with come up with a name and be like, you know, badass bitches. It doesn't matter what it is. Come sure. up with something and have them call him that
0: you know our final story for the day uh eric bischoff on goldberg's retirement tour i wouldn't go near it with a 10-foot pole wow uh, eric bischoff is conflicted about the possibility of former wcw world heavyweight champion bill goldberg taking part in a retirement tour he sat on his latest 83 weeks bischoff proposed excuse me uh two scenarios for goldberg's possible swan song one scenario is he's working with an established, credible, well funded tour promoter, and uh, Bishop mused. And Bill's got a roster of people that Bill likes being around and, and like being around Bill and are anxious to do that tour. I think it could be fantastic. Bishop thinks that big shows uh, in even bigger cities could make for a truly special tour. If I could afford it, I'd fly to Jerusalem to see that match, Bishop admitted. The former uh, WCW president, again, stressed the importance of solid infrastructure for such an event. If it's really well-funded manage their expectations, he's got the right roster to follow him around the globe, have at it. However, Bischoff also thinks the tour could go in another direction. I think it could be a fucking nightmare, and I wouldn't go near with a 10-foot pole, but that's just me. The critical issue is, does he have the right promoting partner? Goldberg's right. been flirting with the idea of returning for many years since uh, returning to wrestled uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and others. Goldberg even held the universal title. Um, but AEW president Tony Khan has also said that he's spoken with the Hall of Famers, saying the two have a solid relationship. So this is really more, in my opinion, of Bischoff without saying that Don't go with Khan. They're going to fuck it up. I wouldn't go that way, yeah. uh, you know, for whatever fallout where Bischoff was probably secretly, allegedly working uh, for uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm-hmm. Then once that contract expired, we saw Bischoff on plenty of AEW shows, baby-facing and being a mediator, and then all of a sudden, it's a night-and-day switch of, yeah. fuck this shit, fuck you. But then at the same time, here comes Collision with the all the WCW branding. So right. what? Literally. What in, we, same yeah. color scheme, everything.
1: Same graphic.
0: Yeah, so what is going on here, man, yeah. in, in some weird... N- not and so in a way, Doesn't WWE own all that WCW stuff? Right, so they should right, dude. They should
1: be suing the shit out of them uh, that, they're the, in the, Cahooch, so- damn it!
0: Yeah, is there a cease and desist? And how are they being allowed to do that? And and like I said, this opens a can of worms. And what we're saying right now of all these things that are very strange. Of uh, yeah, we'd love to go to Jerusalem. We'd love to go to uh, New York City. Do something, something in LA, and maybe one or two other spots. Because they saw what Flair did in his thing, so obviously Goldberg could cash in. But if you got the goddamn Lion of Zion's behind you, I don't think you got to worry about Tony Khan fucking Arab money. When if if there's got to be some backers coming straight out of Jerusalem, oh, yeah. that would be like, yeah, we got you, Briz. Right,
1: right, and if that, and if that match isn't Goldberg versus Kevin Nash, then you failed
0: because that yeah. was the
1: biggest moment that either one of them had was working each other.
0: Sure. And, and you got to of like, do something you
1: know, with it was MJF.
0: Great. Do something with MJF. You know what I mean? Yeah, We've yeah, been pitching.
1: Yeah. But I mean, their, their size difference is absolutely ridiculous.
0: No, I'd have them in the corner where MJF comes in to do something and help Goldberg where he's not asking for it. And mm-hmm. like MJF's just trying to help him to be a good brother. And Goldberg's like, what the fuck? Cuts MJF off, gives him a jackhammer too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But But uh, I can
1: can see, I agree with Bishop. I can see it being a super success and I can see it being like, what the F were we thinking? How are we going to get out of this and rebook this to fucking with a new promoter with new money? Because we have to, we can't end it like this.
0: I'd go with Ari Emanuel from Endeavor and try and do something specific. You know what I mean? on
1: board with it. Absolutely. He couldn't go with anybody different because he'd bring in MMA guys, WWE guys and make it into a big pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. But I'd make it something completely different that stands alone of the Goldberg, uh, you know, shine. Not that it's under WWE or brought to you by AEW. <laughs> how about how
1: about the rematch from WrestleMania 20, where it was Goldberg versus Lesnar with Steve Austin as the referee? They can redo that one because that was a fucking stinker.
0: Bro- Brock's Brock's a fucking independent contractor paid by performance. Austin's only has a Legends deal, can do what else he wants. And you he could you you, you you could. That's what I'm saying. You could get that done. You could get put that, that done.
1: to bed once and for all.
0: Do you really fucking say, you know, not fuck Jerusalem, or you do it as a part of a CIA op mm-hmm. as well? And you go, well, who's paying the most, bro? They, they Dubai just paid, or Saudi's paid yeah, well, a well, golfer $400 million. Dollars, $400 right. million, bro.
1: The only reason to do the show is to make your last bit of scratch in the biz, right? So right. to do it for less than you could get is asinine. And the right. backwards reason that we're doing this to begin with, we're doing this to cash out. We're putting all our chips on on this thing, and we're we're getting out. So you go with the highest bidder.
0: Yeah, yeah, or or, or have it all contained in your own, and then sell that to them as a bought show for x amount of hundreds right. of millions yeah. of dollars, yeah. right? Two hundred fifty million bucks. Yep, yep. And uh, you don't think Jerusalem wouldn't pay it, and they don't think right. Dubai and those well, fuckers call the wouldn't show, pay like it. Iron Dome. Points points the the well out tonight tonight. Oh shit. If you don't get that, just put that in Yahoo and see what comes up. Yeah, I would actually bring in Muhammad Hassan and or myself actually to do the job. I don't want to take the jackhammer, Muhammad. <laughs> <on> the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take off. the spear take and I'm good, back. bro. Yeah, no, no kick to the face. No. Uh, <laughs> Hart on that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, man! But uh, it <laughs> feels good today. Yeah, an hour and forty-five minutes goes by oh, yeah. like that when you know it's hot talk with the Striz and them two CW Briz all doing it uh, how we how we do, man. Uh, talking yeah. that real shit on HMG on the Friday locker room, which you guys are the most premium subscribers at channelattitude.com to get the inside booking some great punch-ups today, some great creative ideas all the way around for just to, to help the biz for everybody, man, uh, more than anything. So it's what we uh, do. We're here to save the business <laughs> <laughs> and they'll only get 10% value out of anything. That's, that's right. Hey, can, can I,
1: can I drop the big news now?
0: Yeah, please do. All
1: right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on being on the Friday locker room as much as I can this summer. Yeah. We know, that. Awesome. You, we, you, know, I have a, you and I have talked about that, so fuck you, Hartman. You're <laughs> <laughs> on a Monday locker room now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we, brother, we're getting the band back together. Me and the Wednesday locker room boys, the Andrew Bellow and Billy Ray Valentine, we're doing a summer of WLR, where Wednesday locker room is Really? Sunday. We're going to be hitting Wednesdays all summer long. We're going to start recording next Tuesday wow. night. And uh, we're going to be doing a shout-out show for all of our old-time listeners. So, come next week, uh, some t- on, on Tuesday, somewhere around you know noon Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to throw out the link like I used to do, like the tweet. If you want to have a shout-out, brother, we're going to have you on the show, and we'll, we'll shout everybody out, and we're going to get the Absolutely. guys back together for a summer of some fun talk about wrestling. Even bello has been watching WWE to catch up, and wants to be a part of this, so we're all going to be chit-chatting all summer long to give everybody a little bit of extra to help get through the summer and bring us out to your pool party, do whatever you want. Well, we're going to have some fun this summer.
0: Huge, huge breaking news here, man. The re- the Wednesday locker room coming back. Uh, not that I faved them because I was doing 60 things yesterday, but uh, uh, Billy Ray Valentine hit me up just saying, hey, sir, I, and I know he wants me on uh, his uh, expanding radio platform, uh, yes, and, yes, I, and I, I hate to even tell him, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Most days, <laughs> <Like, laughs> I, I have a clue with my life changing and I definitely would love to be there to help out in infinite fringe and radio USA expansions. But uh, the, the big news of the day, no, none of those stories, the Wednesday locker room returning to HMG, mm-hmm. man, I couldn't be happier to, to run, tell that. So somebody yep. stooge that off. God damn it. And that's the, right. In, in the uh, Hamin media discussion group and coast to coast on True. butter and toast with Twitter. True. So yeah. And you'll really be
1: able to find fun. it on like just like you used yeah. to. And they'll be up there. it will plus be on a bunch of other feeds that we'll let you guys know exactly where you can find pretty much wherever you can get a podcast you'll be able to get the wednesday locker room but i'm always the hacker
0: hamid.podbean.com well wow. right. mean oh, oh, okay. i mean hacker got it got fucking killed during, during 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 <laughs> the calling yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. sorry Fuck guys that First Amendment. but anyway mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's going to be a great summer we're going to have a lot of fun and we want to get all of our listeners back and bring a friend along there's as many downloads we can get I want to get to a point with with the Wednesday locker room where we can do a live show somewhere and actually draw people to come to the venue to watch us have a locker
0: room. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping if the, these two uh, morons accept the fight for uh, WrestleMania 40, Stevie Mania, we could put it together and have uh, an entire HMG Russo brand K100 oh, uh, Cafe de Renee summit all day, all together. And it's in man. Philly, so it's in
1: the Northeast, where all the boys, a lot of the boys yeah. are.
0: I mean, Bello is in uh,
1: you know New Jersey. BRV yeah. is in the Bronx, and I'm, I'm flying up to Philly anyway for WrestleMania weekend anyway, so I'll, I'll be in the area
0: yeah we'll see if these guys accept the fight if not we'll all try and get together maybe do something but uh, I always hate to say oh we what could have been you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't expect much from those fucking morons <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah a lot, uh, I always expect playing from Strangler Steve and he delivers mm-hmm. even the beard looking really high right, right right? today you gotta right, like that beautiful. as the Taliban ride strong over the wrestling world here it's the Friday locker room the Striz back with WLR infidelity and Hacker Hameen, I'll be back uh, this afternoon to light the fuse with John Hartnett and break down all 17 belts on a history-making AEW. Fuck you, Hartnett! <laughs> 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 Here on Hameen Media. Group. channelf Channel.com. Y'all!